What's going on, y'all? What's up, people? And welcome back to another episode of Inside yes, the Locker Room. Yes, what? Tell them folks. Make sure y'all close that door behind you, because this is the only place where you get that locker room talk and the shorts on the sports. Uh-huh. I'm your host, Stephen Mosby. I'm here with my homie. Yeah, boy, Wes. You dig? Mr. Wes. Mr. Wes. Mr. Wes. Mr. Wes. Hey. Turn me up. Um, so yeah, Wes, we, we're back. We are back. Uh, but we not back in the day, even though that is what's trending right that now. That is the move. That, that is, is, that move. is what's TBT. trending right now. TBT. Apparently, there's a mood that you had to be there, you know what you I'm saying? had to be there. And I don't know what that's referring to, but I mean, Liz, we, I feel like we're old enough now, you know what I'm saying? We, we, we have enough knowledge to to give to some speak on it a yeah bit. to speak yeah, on yeah. some things that I don't think this generation may may be aware of oh, man. so I mean Except, especially the good old days as the good old the, days the, if that's what they want to call it <laughs> we talk about high school hey real talk though before we get into that though I honestly feel like our generation is a very uh, blessed generation because we are like in the middle of. Like uh, yeah. the evolution of technology, yeah. but Wait, we have yeah. enough to like go off of like back in the yeah, day like stuff. We good. Like, like, we, good. We, like we, we we are a real median, yeah. I feel like this when it comes true. to we that. Are definitely a middleman. Like, right, we right. Ground. We are a common ground people. And I don't even know if like I, I know they probably would consider us millennials, but what is the what is the daggone generation after millennials? Gen Z? Is that Gen Z? Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think I, I mean, mean we yeah, may be on the cusp of that. Nah, maybe if I think that's ninety six and up, maybe I think that might be Gen Z. I think I might. It might be. I might be wrong. I might even, be wrong. Here. Even so, my thing is like I, I can't nineteen ninety seven to two thousand fifteen. Oh yeah, so we're we're not, we're not on the cusp, cusp, but I mean we're not too far off. So we are not too we, far. Off. There's I feel like there should be a sweet spot for like Gen. Like tra- not transfers, but like <laughs> like crossovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I feel like we we do have enough to speak on both generations. That's true. But I did want to ask you though, because yes, this is trending right now. Like, what was something that you had to be there for that you remember like Dang. so vividly? Like, this could be back in like elementary school days, you had to, be or there. like this could be, you know, maybe it was when we was in high school. Cause I feel like there was a lot of stuff you had to be there for in high school that I don't think some cats would be, like they they wouldn't know what the heck we talking about for real. You had to be there. Yeah, man. It could be something as silly <laughs> as like food items that they don't yeah, even I'm serve no think more. That's a lot, man. Cause I even even thought. Cause even though I was, I'm usually the type of guy when I see like the pictures and stuff. Yeah. That's what it helped me be like. Oh man, I totally forgot about that thing. <laughs> um, shoot, for me, it'd have to be. The uh, Northgate Mall, oh, Northgate Mall, Chi County Mall, Northgate Chi County Mall. Like now, kids, kids probably now in Cincinnati, like yo, what is that? Yo, yo, like, yo what is that? But that was like, <laughs> that was the like that we was. Uh, where was that last week? I think me and Devin went to BJ's, and we just sitting in there like, man, this used to be the move back man. then. This used to be the move. Oh this that God. that was one of the hottest malls. Tri Tri County for sure. Tri County was one of the hottest malls. Yeah, for sure. They definitely were one of the hottest malls back then. Dang, you going you gonna throw it back like that's that, bro? That's the Tri County okay. was the spot. Tri County. I well, 
So I, I kind of was thinking about this for real, like in two different aspects. Like from a food aspect, and I mean this with all of my heart, you remember those, um, like, like the Doritos that came in them cups? Uh, I can't remember what they called, but they it was like they had like uh, Doritos that came in the cups, and uh, you could pour them into yeah. into the top. Yeah, I know exactly. Bro, and about. they had the little asteroid flame of hot. Yeah, that, bro. Okay, I was okay. honestly just thinking about that the other day. Yeah. I'm like, bro, that was so convenient, it was bro. Heat back then. And I remember like we was. I used to go to the Y with my brother, and that'd be like the first thing I'd buy from the corner store. Cause I had to walk to the Y, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> you know, shout out to my parents for. But yeah, bro, like that, and then like them MP3 players that we used to have. You, I don't know if you had. It was we had the Zooms, but those those real MP3 players that had like the detachable back end that you had uh, to plug up into your your computer. It's like a. Oh, and you needed, wait, and yeah. you needed a battery. You needed a battery to put into the back of when it. The iPod Shuffle first yeah. came out. Oh man, <laughs> that like, big old thing. I remember BJ had one. I was like, yeah, and, it, and kids nowadays they so daggone lucky because well, they just walk right in with these. Yeah, they walk, walk right in, in the music right phone. at your fingertips. Yeah. You ain't got to go on LimeWire. Yeah, uh, <laughs> LimeWire. <laughs> Frostwire. Frostwire, Frost bro. Like, all them things was... Had to I, download it, get a virus on your computer. Man. Like, I remember that vividly, bro. I wish we could go back to those days. Ooh. Boy, that's how you got so, some heat. That's when that you was, really got the but, heat. but, man, be on there, your computer loaded up all day. Ooh, <laughs> man. Had to wait five flip hours. I, mean, I got my first flip phone. I thought that was the hottest thing. Oh, boy. Wait, wait, the what razors. flip phone you had, bro? I had the Nokia, oh, what was that, the 6200? It had, like, the MP3 player on the front. Okay, okay. Yeah, you could flip it over. <laughs> oh, ooh, I thought I was the man. Yeah. I thought I was the man. Boy, the that. Razors. Yeah, oh, Virgin Mobile. I don't even know if that's, that's a thing side anymore. Kicks. Kick yeah, the sidekicks. I had one my senior year. <laughs> Put that thing up. I thought it was cool. You had to be hot, boy. You had, you had to, to flip on the slider. You was the man. That was like the original Cordy keyboard phones. Oh, Blackberries. Little ball. Throwing <laughs> oh, us back in the day, bro. And don't even get me started on like games like Snake and and those Snake. games that you had to get on the on the brick, bro. The Nokia sixty tens, bro. GameCube, Dream Dreamcast. Oh man, yeah. All they the they game. missed out on so much, bro. We made the best of it. We made the best of it. We made it everything. But I mean, that's dope that, that that we were able to kind of reminisce on some of those. I'm sure there's a lot more we can oh. talk about. Quite frankly, so much. But uh, speaking of back in the day, right? And I saw you you put this into the document, so I had to. I was like, boy, this, this, this is, is the it. topic right here. This is, epic this, this is for all of our uh, current college students and yeah. recent graduates out here. Uh, and even some people that might be, if you had some high schoolers listening. Yeah, high schoolers. I mean, all of I mean, honestly, this is for everybody, quite frankly, because I'm sure everybody has something they can relate to in this topic. But. Is it, we got to talk about the good old days, bro. The oh, good old college days. That was definitely the good Come on, days. now. Was, like, <laughs> so, I graduated in 2017. You, you, you graduated Same. in 2017. Was it yeah. spring or was uh, it December? I graduated. Spring. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. In December yeah, but I graduated in December. So, uh, so I, we obviously had two very different college experiences. But 
in some ways, our college experience was kind of alike because yeah. we both went to multiple universities, right? Exactly. Um, but I have to ask you before we get into the real good old days. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, like, how did you come about your college decision and like where you wanted to go? So on my journey, it was it was tough for me from a from a sports standpoint because I didn't know I was going to even play sports in college until. I started got getting the calls and right. stuff like that and the letters and everything. I was like, oh, dang. And then my dad was like, oh, well, you kind of should start thinking about it because you are, you like, you pretty good. To, I mean, do you want to quit or you want to just call it? I said, nah, if it look like it happened, I might as well try. That was probably my toughest thing on making the decision because not only I knew what I wanted to do my major wise. Right. It was more so I had to think about could I fit playing on this team? Like, where, where are they going to use me right? You know, are they going to sit me? Am I going to sit this year out or whatever it may be? Am I going to instantly start playing? Yeah. That was probably my toughest thing going through. But I think really what came down to it is I just wanted to go somewhere that really wanted to use who I was and, like, didn't care, like, didn't care about, you know, accolades and all like that and just kept it real with me. Like, whoever coach kept it real with me, like, listen, you know, this is what we're going to do with you, blah, blah, blah. This is how we feel about you. You know, you can always tell – as I got, through, I started getting deeper in the process. I could right. tell what coach was kind of like BSing. Okay, I can I can start to say like, okay, you just saying this stuff just to do this and that. But then there was some coaches I could tell like, okay, you really must really want me here. Like this is, and that's where I kind of started to get a feel for it and kind of realized like, this is the guy that wants yeah. me, or this is the person that wants me there. This is where I really feel like I'm wanted. They already got my major. I wasn't really big on location. I really didn't care too much about location i just wanted if i knew if i was playing ball and the campus was nice and everything like that i didn't really care I felt, I felt right at home and a time i made my decision i first started off at tuskegee university and then the rest is history yeah the rest is history. so for those that may not know what your major is can you let them know what oh your yeah major i was uh i wanted to do like i wanted to do pre-med like right. before my senior year and i was like ah, i don't think that's it so i chose kinesiology exercise right. science and and so you ultimately ended up graduating from where Thomas More. Okay, I did, yeah, I did. So that. what like what was the difficulty that you faced finding the right school? I guess like what was the major difficulty? You know, uh, I know you talked oh, yeah, about yeah. the athletic aspect, yeah. but the main thing that kind of went into I mean, as always, you got to look into money too. Right, like, that's probably right. the most. Like whoever, that's another thing too. I guess. My bad, I forgot to mention this. Like, if you ain't getting like no legit full rides, you got most of the time. I was getting recruited by a lot of D two and mm -hmm. NAI schools and lower schools, D three schools. Uh, they, man, they gonna give you so much money. Correct. So you got to look into that, and that was kind of what fell into my fold of along with some other stuff. I I that got into it with uh, football at Tuskegee. Why I had to transfer, but money also played a part as well. Is I they didn't up my scholarship money. Yeah. And I really needed the money. I mean, my dad was fine with paying it, but I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that because I don't want to have to have all these student loans and all that. So I'm trying to talk to him. Like, yeah, like you got to really process that thing. And I had to really bite the bullet. Like I said, it was some other stuff that played a part while I left, but that was a second part of it. Yeah. I, why I had to be like, is my I, I love the school. Everything fell apart. They, I mean, everything fell in right. They gave me, gave me a scholarship and everything. And, you know, but it just... It wasn't enough money. Right. It wasn't enough money, and I That's mean, they didn't. Speed. They didn't up my. They didn't up my pace. I was like, I gotta bite the bullet on this one, and I had to transfer. Yeah. Uh, sad thing is, the way I transferred, I didn't get 
things didn't go the way they do. So I had to look for like some smaller D3 schools. Mm -hmm. Wasn't my plan, but I mean, one thing I did learn is those schools will definitely give you a boatload of money if they want you and if your academics is where you need yep. to be. My academics coming out of my freshman year of college was okay enough for where they gave me a good amount of money at Thomas More. I ain't really had to pay nothing in my first two years at all. See? So, Love. I mean, man, I've been my first decision, but that definitely look into money too. You got to find that place that it's going to make sure that you ain't paying. Wherever you ain't putting the uh, most amount of money into, and they're going to give you the most amount to you. Yeah. That's what you got to. That's kind of where you might have to, even though you may not like it. You never know what might happen, honestly. But you got to look at those things because, I mean, we seeing it now with the student loan debts and everything. Yep. Everybody hoping to get canceled. <laughs> Boy, I'm glad mine's is on froze right My now. God, I'm man. glad mine's is on froze until September. I think you said he's freezing until September. So. so. Because boy, <laughs> coming brothers out of college, can use it. Brothers can I'm glad it's all. I mean, I can still pay it, but I'm just glad I can save my money up and not worry about that right now. Yeah, it's that two hundred, three hundred dollars. That was month. getting rough, man. Ooh, that's when we had no real job man. at the time. Coming out hey, of that's, that was getting rough, boy. Man. I was like, you ain't trying to come out your savings for some stuff no, like that, man. No, not at all. But now nah, I feel that though, bro. Yeah. Um, I yeah, honestly too, like, I had similar to you, man. Like. You know, money yeah. was obviously a big factor. Yeah. And I, I tell people this all the time. Like, and if there's any high schoolers that's listening to this right now, I did not really know, like, if I wanted to go to college, quite frankly. Yeah. The only thing I was really banking on was the whole track thing. If yeah. I was, you know, if I was good enough to go and, you know, run for somebody, then I was going to do that. Right. Um, but, you know, I had a couple, you know, schools that I could have went to, but... Ultimately, the one spot I wanted to go to was Michigan State, uh, um, yeah. and that didn't pan out because I just I didn't you know I didn't fare up to the to the qualification. qualification. Yeah. So I ended up going to community college because I was like, man, listen, my homies like you went to Tuskegee, yeah. Mike ended up going to Morehouse, yeah. Lou went to A and uh, AT and T. Yeah. So like all of my friends, they was you know y'all were gone. Yeah. So I'm like, bruh. If I couldn't go to Michigan State and I ain't really know if I wanted to go to college, like, bro, I'm, you know, if I'm going to try the college thing and I ain't going to spend a, a boatload of money on something that I don't know if I want to do or not. Yeah, exactly. So I went to Cincinnati State originally. Yeah. And um, I honestly, I, to be honest, I didn't even, the reason why I didn't really want to go to college because I really didn't know what I wanted, I wanted to, to do outside of sports right. at the time. <laughs> so. And that and that's real. Like, I mean, I I value that's my tough. high school experience, but yeah. quite frankly, it wasn't like, oh, once I graduate, I want to go and be a businessman yeah. or be a doctor. Uh, you like, don't know. You I didn't really know, know any of that, so I ended up like kind of following my dad's footsteps. That's how I found my major, um, like in communications. Mm -hmm. But um, ultimate, ultimately, the real difficulty in all of that was like. How much am I willing to spend on my college experience? Yeah, yeah that was it. Like yeah, you said, bro. Yeah. Like money, you know. The if money you, is probably the biggest. It's the thing. biggest it's thing. The biggest like group. real talk, man. Like that's that's no joke. But I wouldn't regret it because you know, like I said, I was since I didn't know where I wanted to do or what I wanted to do, I went to community college and I was able to at least save some bread by not spending a boatload, right. you know, on on my college experience. But afterwards, I was like, you know what? College is pretty cool. You feel me? Like, I seen, like, how you guys was enjoying, you know, your experience down in, you know, in, in your, you know, universities. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I, I could probably go back to school and yeah. give this thing a shot. So, I ended up doing, like, two transfers, essentially, 
One, I wanted to end up going to like Western Michigan, but unfortunately, that came down to a money problem. Yep, yep, so I had to come back that. to Cincinnati. So, and I and I, I don't I don't regret it. Like UC treated me really well, so yeah. I ain't, I ain't gonna shout out to UC. You know what I'm saying? I I gave y'all some money back, by the way. So y'all y'all can't fault me for this. But I mean, ultimately, like they all they honestly waxed me probably worse than. They probably did wax me worse than anybody because most of my debt came from UC. But nonetheless, I ended up getting my 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 biggest experience, like college experience from UC, which I don't. I'm like I said, I'm not I'm not you know mad about it or anything yeah, like that. Of but course. that that's that's a real thing. Like the whole money aspect that's plays a real thing as it, you get down to it. And when you get down to it, like that play a it. huge factor. Yeah, and. So we kind of, I mean, I'm glad we were able to get through that. But you know, what's the, what's the, what's the liveest time in college? Just just let me know. Liveest time? Yes. We might not be on the same page in this. What's the liveest? Time? What's the what's the, what's the most exciting year? What's the most exciting year in college for you? We might not be on the same what, page like in this. Year that like the year that I had some like like your your status like. Freshman, sophomore, Ooh, junior, or senior shoot. year. <laughs> it's I'm gonna be very yeah. shocked at you. I had some, I had some bangers. Only the year I would say I had to cancel out my sophomore year. My sophomore year was trash. My so my sophomore year was trash. But I'm gonna have to go Livis. This between my freshman and senior year. Okay, cool. All it's, right, it's ah, that's a tough. It's fine. It's, it's fine. My junior year was cool too, but freshman and senior year. <laughs> Thank you. That was it. Freshman, especially freshman year. Like, that's, I mean, you you don't know what you're getting yourself into. You so, you just, like, kind of, like, you going with here. a you wind blow. Like, you, you feel me? with it. And so, I do want to ask you, like, what were some of the, outside of the fun moments, we'll get what were some of the fun challenges or just regular challenges that you Tough ones or good ones? Just I, I, any challenge. I probably shouldn't have uh, based it like that. Uh, but yeah. any challenges your freshman year. My, my biggest challenges that I faced was definitely, I was scared. Like you said, I was scared. That was probably on my mind from the time going down. I was scared about how I was going to interact with people. Like, right. Like find a legit group of friends. Because I had, no, I mean, Nimi was down there. But other than that, like I had nobody else I, well, we had. I ended up finding out we had an Ohio group, but I didn't, oh. know, I didn't know that. I didn't okay. know. Yeah, because the way they did it at Tuskegee, they would split up groups of like, you would find your group, like where you're from, like Ohio, yeah. Illinois, California. We had a lot of Cali people. But um, so we, I ended up finding that. But even then, still, I didn't know about those people. I didn't know those people or nothing Fact. like that. So I'm thinking, like, man, how, who am I going to kick it with? Like, I'm not even going to find legit friends. I'm going to be a lame here when I get here. Like, my status gonna go from here. Like, oh, I'm gonna be <laughs> such a loser. Like, ain't nobody gonna know who I am, whatever. So that was a tough one. And then time management was one of my toughest ones going right, into, right. just cause from ball classes, study hall, I was struggling for a little bit mm -hmm. on like, when should I do this paper? When should I do that? Uh, this party this weekend. I want to do this and yep. that. Uh, I want to go hang out. I want to go play the game. Yep. I ain't really trying to do this and that. That was probably some of my. Them two time management and finding your your crew, yeah, is was some of my toughest things yep. that I, I kind of faced. That was definitely two of my toughest things I faced. Well, okay, so I, I that's some first of all, that's I feel like that's typical, yeah, like finding a 
friend group, especially if you decide to go outside of like out of state. Uh-huh. I, I I do I do see that being like a big issue yeah. for people for sure. But I mean, honestly, for me, I outside of the friend group, mm-hmm. but I, I was fortunate enough to start out in Cincinnati, yeah. so I was able to at least build a friend group that I was able to come back to when I came back to UC. But ultimately, when I went out. Um, you know, I felt faced the same thing, but the other part of that was like, you know, time management was definitely new because you know me in high school, I did not care for any of my time. time. I just didn't think nothing of it. I was like, oh, I just you go. I just figured you would catch on. Yeah, catch a wave. It's like. Oh no! You gotta really like organize yourself out because you're gonna lose it. Yeah, you 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 definitely are gonna lose that. I mean that, and I guess the the aspect of not keeping myself busy because that wasn't. I mean, you you're busy with school, but after school was done, like you had sports that kept you busy. Yeah, right. So you had like your your schedule you seemed the, to be set you, you feel me like the, you had after to, your classes right. what is there to do what's there to do <laughs> yeah. and you know i mean you have to get money so i was working but i mean at the time it's not like i was working full time i was yeah. working part time so i had to find a way to remain productive in a way that was not like going to hurt me and my academics yeah. and i do feel like that was an aspect that i had to kind of learn through trial and error, I'll be honest. Like yeah, that's the only way to learn. Yeah, that's I mean, like you're, you're young, so like you feel like you need to go out and just do a whole bunch of stuff. But quite frankly, I told and I said this before. Like I had to learn like some real discipline because obviously I wasn't married at the time yeah. or didn't have a girlfriend or anything like that. So I really had to learn how to. Like, like yo, nah, Steve, this ain't it's, today. you don't got to go out and party every time. Like, this, this can't happen you feel this me? Weekend. So, and that that went into the whole time management thing. But staying productive in a way that's like conducive to your goals, yeah. especially for like I said, for a guy like me that didn't really even know what I wanted to do at the time, I was like, yeah, that that was rough, bro. I, yeah, I, I, I I'm not gonna lie, bro. I, 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 I was like, I was, I, I ain't saying like I was getting into a bunch of trouble or nothing. Like, yeah. I wasn't like no troublemaker, but. I mean, you find yourself going out, and you like, bro, why are you... Man, what are we doing right why, now? What are we, what doing? we doing? Like, I, I, You feel me? Like, that's... I and I feel like that's that. fair, bro. I can attest to that. I definitely feel like that's fair. That was definitely my second year. But, <laughs> that was definitely my second year. It was like... Just out. Just out. Just cuz. Just out. Just cuz. Just I'm here again. Like, <laughs> bro, again. I, I, as, as live as that sounds, bro, that could be like real detrimental oh, to people. Oh, it Oh, my gosh, bro. And you looking for other stuff besides doing your work and yes, stuff like bro. that? Like, ah, man, what y'all trying to do? <laughs> like, <laughs> what y'all let here doing? What you trying to do? You people's door. They, <laughs> I'm doing my homework. Like, oh, okay, whatever. I go there. Somebody else doing What you doing? My homework? Ah, uh, nah, yeah, like, we like. Uh, let me go do no, something else. I do something by myself. I, I, like I said, bro. I know people are different, but for me, that was I can I can attest to that. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. So, so okay. Now we got the challenges out the way. I know this is what we were waiting for. The the good old days. We gotta reminisce, my boy. We got. You know what I mean? We gotta reminisce. We got a lot. So we do have a lot of moments on here that we gonna touch upon, <laughs> but. We we got to start off on what was I guess the feel good. What are some good moments that you had, and then we'll we'll get into some of the wild moments. What are those good moments some that you good had? Good moments, yeah, man. Oh man, 
the num- my number one good moment for me had to be uh I mean, as sad as it is, I mean it had to be football camp for me personally at first just cause that 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 was a challenge. That 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 was that was probably the toughest moment mentally and physically I had ever been in my life. Like I was I and I attest to it, man. Shout out to my roommate Chris. He's from South Carolina. Hey, a, shout out to Chris. Man, that that's when me and him still good friends to this day. That's still he damn out of my brother. But man, he helped me get through. We helped each other get through it because that was tough. Going in as an eighteen year old boy. I, the early age to get up in high school was like six thirty. Yeah, and now you're telling me I had to get up at four forty five every day. I have to get on the field at on the field. I didn't have my car. I had to be on the field at five thirty. That's practice. I've never practiced that early. I've never done that. Ooh. On top of that, we used to have these tough conditioning drills in between. That'll wake <sighs> you up. We, we wouldn't get. We wouldn't. We had meetings all day after practice. Lunch was like 30 minutes. Breakfast was like everything was just quick. We The most time you had to sit and relax was like an hour and a half. That was it at Tuskegee. Ooh, and then after really? that, after practice, go get your treatment, shower. You have another meeting. Meeting lasting for almost 11 o'clock. And then you got to walk back to the dorms. That, that, that was tough. That was for two weeks straight. That was for two Jeez. weeks straight. And that was some, that was tough. Lifting was hard. It was all, I had never done some of those lifts. We was just sitting there like, man, we just got to figure out something. So my boy was like, hey, we just going to start ripping off the itinerary. That's the only way we're going to get through this. I had some days. We was just sitting in there. We both was crying, just sitting over there on our like our beds and sitting there crying. Like I was like, bro, I don't even know if I can do this. I don't even know if I really want to play football. This is not the move. This is not it. Bro. <laughs> this ain't worth it, bro. Conditioning tough was so tough. But we got through it. We made it through. Got through it. Season started. And that's when I was like. I can't, can't nobody tell me nothing. I don't care what I do in life. I don't care if I go somewhere else and do a, a another camp. This I'll be up. I'll be just fine. That was the toughest mental, the tough thing from the playbook. And our coach was tough on us. He made sure we he asked us a question every day about the playbook. And I was like, dang, this is this is so new to me. That was so new to me. That was one of my legit feel good moments of getting through that. Ooh, that was two that. weeks two weeks straight Ooh, two wee. weeks straight so for y'all that want to play if y'all really serious that's something that's what it's like, like yeah getting up early like that thomas moore was a whole new different thing we weren't getting up that early and i was like wow i feel like i'm this is like a, a breath of fresh air to me like we good. yeah that was tough that that was one of my number one feel good moments and then i had to say my other one was just getting through my first semester yeah. freshman year I just Definitely. getting through. Getting through. I I came out my first semester. Remember with a two point eight. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't even care. I don't yeah. even care. And I had got uh, I got an A in my math. I had never got an A in math class. Never had an A in math class all through high school. I always get like B, C. I had a D one time my sophomore year, but I had never got an A. And I got an A in my math class, and I was like, Wow, look at me! You really did it. Man. Hey, I'm handled. I handled it. I handled that thing. Handled it on top of ball and just getting through all these different classes. And then I'm in a different state. Mm-hmm. That that was that was another refreshing moment. Just getting to my first semester, very first semester, without even because I know some people that didn't come back. Right. Our second semester, a lot of people transferred after that. You know, some people just go home. Right. Yeah. I didn't get homesick or nothing like that. Granted, I, if anybody knew me in high school, they knew I wanted to get away. But 
getting to my second semester and then get through football camp, my two favorite yeah. feel good moments. I mean, you could say graduating college and stuff ah. like that, but I mean, that's, that's such a cliche story. That's such a cliche story for most people. We'll, like, we'll say that. Yeah, like, I mean, of course, that's like a good moment, right? Because, right? but man, getting through it because that really that's a telltale freshman year. Is yeah, man. Your freshman, like your first semester. I, that that tell you a ain't lot, lying, boy. That you tell not a lying. lot. You are not lying, bro. Because I seen that first year, that first official semester of my freshman class, and it broke some people. That, I, I bet. some people that didn't even come back after week two. I bet. I, College bro. hit you different, boy. I'm telling you, hey. especially when you in a different area. Yeah. On top of that, then, then in college and everything, you in a different state. A lot going on it, in your it, mind, man. It you hit a different. A lot going on in your mind. I'm telling you, it hit different. But I will say this much, though, when it comes to, like, feel good moments like i guess obviously it's subjective yeah. right but it does depend on like how you how you were introduced to college true because true. like for me like i said before since i didn't know what i want to do my standards were very low like <laughs> I, I, i'm gonna be real with you dog like my standards were really low like i get in here like first semester i'm like well let's just see how i feel about the first semester yeah. if i want to still do this i'll still do it if not so be it. It's whatever. But I mean, I got in there, and my first semester, quite frankly, um, I didn't really meet friends until my second semester. So they had at Cincinnati State, they had like this game room that they had in there, and there was a, that's where a lot of people like congregated right. or whatever. But I didn't really get into that stuff my first yeah, semester because really yeah. right because one, I had started a new job, and then secondly, like since I was still living at home at the time, right. I was like. I came back. I wanted to make sure that I was, you know, like I said, I wasn't about to waste my time there. Yeah. So I go there, study, and then I'll add more hours to my work schedule. Um, and so that was like my life for the first semester. <laughs> so once I got through that, I was like, all right, well, that's not bad. Let me see if I'm up to any. Exactly. And that's that's when like things started to change for me in terms of like my focus. So when I finally got to UC. Uh-huh. Like I had, I, you know, my my biggest goal at that time was like one graduate. Yeah. But like, what did I want to get out of that experience? And that was when I wanted to like, you know, make dean's list. And when I made dean's list my very first time, I was actually lit for the very <laughs> yeah. reason. For the very reason because I'm not gonna say the teacher's name. I'm not gonna oh, say the teacher's name. Yeah, this is always. I'm be. always I'm always afraid of this. But there was a teacher that told me I wasn't gonna graduate. And she was like, or, or she at least she was insinuating that she didn't think I was gonna graduate. And so I was like, you know what? Say less. Bet say less. Say less. I'm I'm gonna graduate, but more importantly, I wanted I put that on Facebook because I was hoping that she would see it. Yeah. And I was like, that was that was like a real big moment for, for me. For sure. Obviously, getting good grades should always be on people's yeah. list if you can. Like I know college can be stressful. But when you hear that, but when you finally get on dean's list and you like, all right. Now, now, what's up? Like you, you really can't tell me exactly. Nothing. Like you feel me? Like that—that yeah. that was a—that was my major feel-good moment. And like I said, I don't think that trumped anything else that I really did. I mean, I, I was able to get in like some orgs that that I was proud of, right. but ultimately making the deans for the first time was the reason that, was that the jump started that my was the money my maker. love for yes, everything sir. else that I had since you yes, see uh, so. That was the, that was definitely the biggest feel good moment, but sure. I don't want to hear about the feel goods oh no more. Oh my boy. god! Listen, 
we we got to get into the wild and rambunctious oh, stories, you know what I mean? And obviously, uh, we're going to keep this as clean as possible, but we got to give some details. So, come on now. You we, you can choose a moment that was personal, or you can choose a moment that we went through together, by the way. <laughs> There's too many. There's a lot, bro. Choose wisely, my it's dog. Too many. Choose wisely. It's too many. <laughs> Can we give two? Like, yeah. Oh, sure. man. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, we'll go freshman year. And then I'll go on me and you. <laughs> freshman year. We, uh, what was it called? Man, we did when homecoming. Homecoming. My freshman year homecoming. Yeah. That was intense for me because. It's an HBCU, you know. You know, you hear all the hype about it. That was like the biggest thing I was ready for. I said, "Oh man, this is my first. I'm here. HBCU homecoming. We got our home game. It's gonna be live. Whatever it may be, ah, this, I'm ready for it." But the the week I wasn't ready for. I, that's probably the only thing I wasn't ready for. That's probably the week that had me drop down my GPA to that two point eight. I, I didn't. I didn't. It could have. That was the it one. Been low, it should have been lower. I should have had a two point five, but. Man, from the beginning, start to finish, on top of football practice, I wouldn't even think about practice. I was like, man, because we had, um, I don't know if you remember back then, you remember when BET would go to certain colleges? Yeah, yep. They came to ours that year. So, the, the it was so many different events going on. We, we had a comedy show on Monday. Uh, students were free, of course. So, I was like, oh, I got to get to that, whatever. Tuesday, we had, like, these uh, different social events going on. Then Wednesday, from Wednesday to Saturday, that's where it heightened up for me. And Wednesday, we had, they had, like, this stomp the yard type of vibe. It was, like, this different little, like, banners and, like, uh, kiosk things out uh-huh. there. And they had, like, the whole BT crowd out there. And this was right before practice. So, I already, I had told my boy, I was like, listen, I'm not going to practice. I'm, it's cool. They, I'll just go and tell the coach that I got a late class. I can't make it to practice, whatever. So I skipped practice. I went to <laughs> all this stuff out there. They had this booth with the Xbox in there. I was playing that. I was out there. It was funny. I seen a couple of my teammates, too. I was like, oh, I see what we doing. Yeah, everybody was on so the same then, vibe. And then Thursday, we had a party. That was the first official homecoming party. I had a uh, 8 o'clock class where I had a paper due. I rushed on that paper. Yeah. I remember that. I was like, oh, I'm going to be up for it. I'm going to be just fine. This was for my midterm, too. So I had to turn that in at that day so I could pass it. So I go to the party. I'm like, man, I ain't going to be out there late. Now, y'all know you said keep it clean, but I'm going to just throw a little detail. Ahead, it ahead. was a wet t-shirt party. It was ah, a wet t-shirt party. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm not even, you know, I'm 18. I'm like, oh, this, is, this isn't this getting missed for Wesley. This isn't it for me. So, you know, we go to the party. I probably got back in about 4 o'clock. I, you know, went to bed and all my stuff. I was a little intoxicated. A little intoxicated, you know. <laughs> <laughs> went to bed with all my stuff on, whatever. And so then after that, I wake up 11 o'clock. But I didn't know. I wake up at 11, like, I look at all my stuff on. I said, man, it's something else I got to turn in. So I walk, wake up. I'm thinking it's like 8. Yeah. I think it's like, like 7. I look at my car and say, oh, it's 11. So I get to go sprint. I sprint over to the administration building. By the grace of God, he still took my paper. I don't know wow. what made, but he still took my paper, whatever. He did that one. Looking out for you? <laughs> he, did, he did. He was looking out for me on that one. Friday come, we had this, uh, it was a, a lake party at this lake yeah. house. 
I won't get into too much details, but it was a lot going on. A lot of shirts were off. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of sweat. A lot of sweating. Uh, a lot of sweating. Uh, I, that was that was one of the most. That's probably the most intense part I've ever been to a in my life. Ballin' parlay Man. out there, huh? Oh boy! This Saturday, of course, the game. You know that was a good one. But then Saturday was probably the peak of it because we went to this tent party with the alphas and stuff like that. And you know, fight broke out in the middle of the floor. Yeah, and man. then he played knuck if you buck. The people that got to the fight just shook hands. And then that was it. That was it. That was it. I, I, I ended up, I know I ended up on the floor with, with you know, a couple of people because I tried to help some people up. But then after that, they picked me up. I was on somebody on one of my old lineman's shoulders and we was loose. Let's go. We was loose. We Let's was loose. Go. So that definitely was one of my clean wildest moments. Dang. <laughs> For what it's worth. For what it's worth. Man, it's, it's so many, man. It's so many, man. I got to slide a third one in there because this one, this one was intense too. So that same year, you know, Alabama won. Yeah. So Tuscaloosa is no more than like Ooh, 30, 40 years. That's about less than an hour. From us. So my boy, this is when we come back from a uh, winter break. So this is Wild Story Part 2. So we like, bro, y'all want to go to um, Tuscaloosa and go party? I know somebody that plays on Alabama's team because he was from Phoenix City, Alabama. The same place from my uh, old boy that played on Alabama with. I was like, for real? He said, yeah. Say less. Let's do this. Let's do <laughs> this. Less. So we get Tuscaloosa. <sighs> Clubs turn. This is this, this this now. This was probably the most turn party I'm watching. I was like, oh, this is it. We in there on stage, turn with them. So you know, once I get a little in me, I may get a little. <laughs> <laughs> I may get a little. I get a little testy at times. So um, I'm in, I'm in the dance floor getting to it. I shoulder check a dude. I didn't know who it was at first. And so he looked down. He a little big. Yeah. I look at him. I'm like, man, bro, what you doing? Like, you know, I, I, I get a little antsy. I said, man, watch you going, man. He said, boy, you know who you're talking to? This is, I don't know if you remember. You know, you ever heard of D. Milliner? The corner that played for Alabama? He was like a high pick. Milliner? D. Milliner. He played corner. Did he go to the league? Yeah, he did. He who used to play for the Jets. Play for the Jets. He's that name yeah. sounds out you look, What, what year was that? Up, that's 2012. He, 2012. He okay. 2012. If you look him up, it's D. Milliner. And uh, who else did I run into? I th- I remember saying I saw Trent Richardson in there. I saw Trent Richardson in there. He was off in the back, but it was D. Miller I bumped into. And as soon as he said something, I see a group of like old linemen coming, and I'm like, I'm a little drunk. I'm like, well, well, and this I play is, football and, too. And this is how this is gonna go. <laughs> and this is how it's gonna go. It is what it is. <laughs> it is. What it, it is, is what it is. So lo and behold. I had a couple of high head guys with me too. They was from like South Florida, from like Broward County. If y'all don't know about Broward County, yes, they don't play no games. And we had a little scuffle <laughs> with a couple of the <laughs> University of Alabama team. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Alabama. It, it wasn't like a big scuffle that would made news because that's what we was worried about. I said, oh, this is about to make news. I'm about to, I'm about to just lose everything. And when I said that kind of what played a part in me transferring. That played a part of me transferring because my <laughs> football coach had found out. <laughs> and I was like, and just from there on time, like, the, we had got kicked out the club. We didn't care. My guy knew some other people at his apartment, so we went there. Everybody was like, man, y'all took them on? Like, yeah, whatever. So we partied there. I woke up in somebody's house. I have no idea who I was or where I was at. I was face down on the floor. Still had my pants and stuff on, just hoodie over my head. Yeah. 
I said, man, I don't know what I got going on, but I got to get out of here. I got to get out of Tuscaloosa. Uh, got to get out of yeah, so that's <laughs> 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 you got it rocking with with the Bamboo yeah, Boys, buddy. Hey, well, shout yeah. out, man. That's, that's yeah. the, the last one, me and you. This <laughs> <laughs> when I uh, this when I first transferred, and uh, with his remember we went to that party with BJ out. In the oh, the house party, bro. <laughs> I, I like to throw PCB still don't out make here. no sense to I'm me, man. I like to throw PCB moments out there. But, uh, <laughs> man, yeah, we were, went out to this party out in the middle of the woods in this big old house. And I was like, come on, B. This, I'm not used to none of this. I'm used that to, was out in the boonies, too, the man. Boonies. It's a little too Caucasian. I'm yeah, nervous, man. But whatever. We're going to make it do what it do. And I, this one, I first, I didn't know about his boys, like, right. you know, Tig. And all, I didn't know what they was about. So I was like, all right, cool. We're just going to this party turn up. So we was turned, we was turned on the porch. I remember we was out there turned on the porch, you know, doing whatever. And all of a sudden, I hear somebody just start going at it. I'm like, what's going on? I see BJ get his pants up. I said, oh, well, here we go then. Here we, here, here we go. We don't get, we don't get to a lot of fights. I promise you, I'm not, a, I'm not that type of guy anymore. But uh, I said, like, oh, here we go then. So, you know, we walk over there, see B and C right. Tig. They up in this uh, boy's face. I just see Tig hit him in his chin, and <laughs> after that, it looked like a, a battle royale. After yeah, that, I a lot that, of people bro. over shirt got ripped. My shirt got ripped. I remember, I remember you was out your shirt stomping somebody's face in. Like, you <laughs> like you just gotta remember, like, bro, like our front group was real tight knit at that time, yeah, bro. So yeah. like, when we saw that stuff happening, bro. Like the yeah, only thing you could do were, was run to, to help, bro. That was. Boy, that was intense. It was intense, that bro. Was intense. I had never been in anything like that, that either at the intense. time. But yeah, you were stomping his face in one person. I was not doing all yeah, that, bro. bro. You was. I saw this. <laughs> I saw you kicking him. I said, "Oh boy!" I had to come over, got on top of somebody. Had to give him a two few to his chin. I said, "Oh man, what are <laughs> we doing right now?" This is the, this is this what we do. Life this is happening. This is what we doing this is right, life now. right now. I said, "Wow, what were we doing that night?" Just protecting our doing? homie, bro. What That's what, we what it was that night. <laughs> I, oh, I thought about the PCB moments, but. You know, honestly, bro, I'll be real, bro. PCB was that's something you had to be there for because that's not even open now, bro. Nope, because too much BS happened. Too much BS happened. And I honestly, even if you didn't do it, that was the well, actually, I'm we I was with you twice. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess the first time you were with your yeah, homies from the Thomas Moore. But yeah, I, we were down in PCB twice. Yeah, and that was, and for those that don't know what PCB is, Panama City, and obviously that was spring break. Right, but PCB well, that was a whole that was a whole different level. Intense. That, that was intense, bro. And I remember that for real, for real. The very first time might have been the it wasn't the most lit time. The most lit time was when we went down there as a group. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was that was probably the most lit time. It was lit. But I will say the the most intriguing time of the first time I went down there was because. I told you, bro. We went to that little econo lodge, yeah, bro. Was out we was like, we was like an hour away from PCB. Because by the way, y'all, if you didn't book your stuff for Panama, like yeah, well in done. advance, you were done. It was a wrap. You weren't finding no hotel spots out there, so we had to go to the econo lodge, like an hour outside. Yeah, and then we would drive that. back and forth just to get there. And I, bro, I vividly remember, like, and shout out to Ron, bro, because, I mean, he a trooper for this, bro, but, like, we didn't get back 
to our hotel to like four or five in the morning one night and that and we had stayed up it's not like we that's how long the night was like i think it was our last night and we were i think we had kicked it with y'all real quick for a spell we met some homies there shout out to nick and dom uh our homies that we met out there (laughs) i actually still keep in touch with some of them boys but they uh we met them and we kicked it with them for a little while then we went to a bar that was still open but at that time them bars was tripping, bro. Like you really couldn't get into a bar uh, in some of those bars until like one in the morning or That's two true. in the morning. That's true. Like for real. So we got in. I think we got in like mad late. It was probably like one or two in the morning when we finally got in. And me and Ron was like, bro, we ain't about to. We about to. You know what I mean? We about to get it in. So I remember that. And then after we left that. And my mind, y'all, this is literally the last night in which we had left in, in Panama. And we uh we got a word from one of our homies. It was Nick, I think. And he was like, hey, y'all, y'all, we got, you know, a hotel. Y'all trying to come through. I'm like, all right, well, I mean, if y'all still got y'all still got the move. Like, we're we going to go ahead and make it happen. So came to the, to the hotel park. We ain't get out of there, bro, till, like, 4.30 or 5, bro. And Ron made the jug all the way back to the Econo Lodge. He's a bold on man. On no sleep, bro. He's a bold on man. On no sleep, bro. He like, that man. was that was wild to me, bro. Like, shout out to Ron, bro. At least, and then drove back. And then we had to drive back. Oh, I mean, we was able man. to get some sleep. But, I mean, that was that night in general. I mean, like I said before, we, we had a crazy experience at the second go around. That was wild for sure. But the other, I guess the other experience, and this had to come from, like, this had to be when I was at Cincinnati State. Because I was just, I was, that was probably the worst part. I probably should have went to a four-year university when I got out of college. Because I went to to Cincinnati State. And since I I wasn't in, like, nobody's dorm or anything, I was just saving up money. Or whatever. So when people was like, "Yo, yeah, y'all trying? You trying to go somewhere? Like, I'll be ready." And I remember Ryan had told you, "He was like, hey, bro, you trying to go to BG?" And that was the first time I had ever been to BG. Like, it was the first time I ever. Shout out to BG back in 2012, 2013. Oh, that was a whole different era, bro. But that was probably the wildest time I've ever had at BG because. That was when Josh he had his own apartment yeah. at the time, yeah. and I want to say I want to say it was homecoming. I want to say it was homecoming yeah. week for them that we went up there, and I I ain't gonna get the details of what happened. Let's just let's just put it like this. Let's just put it like this. We went to a or no, it wasn't. It was probably I think it was Halloween, not homecoming. It was Halloween. It was a Halloween party. I was the only brother dancing in the middle of the dance floor, bro. Going hard. I was going very hard, hard, bro. Go I was hard. going very hard for no reason. And uh, RIP to my boy Vince. I just remember it was me and Vince, and we had, we was just, we was trying to find a way, bro. That's all I can say. We were out. Josh had went back to the crib, and I don't even remember what happened to Ronald that night. That was wild, bro. Like, cause he just happened, bro. Because I mean, at the time, like BG, you had there was a lot of bars, but since it's not like it's not big, you've been to BG, right? Oh. So 
it's not many spaces. So a lot of spots is jumping. It's like house parties yep, and whatnot. That's true. So after the club had shut down, people had to find ways. That's true. And that's Ron true. disappeared. I don't know what the heck happened to Ron, but I just remember it was me and Vince. And no, we had to make a way. We had to make a way, bro. And I, all I say is that that was probably that was probably the moment that I realized that I was like, all right, college is not as bad as I thought it was going to no, be. Because I for, for for the simple fact that I like didn't freedom. It was that fun. Oh my god, I just I guess say, bro. I just remember that Ron disappeared, and it was just me and Vince. <laughs> Just looking for a way, huh? <laughs> that was like, and granted, and granted, huh? bro. Like I had the whip at the time. Like walking. I, it was just walking, bro. You was walking, bro. And I just like I said, bro. That was just that was probably the wildest time I've had in BG. Ooh. Saint Saint Patty's Day in BG is also Ooh. nutty as well. Ooh, Super boy. nutty, bro. But uh, but that's that's what's up, bro. Yeah, uh, we got last, we got a lot. Let, I, I I wanted to ask you though about um your what so we we obviously oh, had our moments, but man. I mean it wasn't obviously it wasn't all bad. Yeah. But there were some moments where you like, all right, this is a life moment for me. Yeah. So I have to ask you like if you were to do it all over again, you were talking to Young West. What advice would you give? him for his journey be patient and don't try to base your path on everybody else uh, like, yeah yeah don't don't think that you supposed to have that just because they got something like that at this moment or it's going like that because that was probably my toughest thing going through high school especially like i said when, when i realized that, okay i do want to play ball and everything i wasn't getting the offers at the time yeah. or even stuff like that or even then places that I wanted to go to just academically. I was like, they wouldn't hit me up soon enough or anything like that. I'm just like, but everybody else was getting nervous on time. I'm like, damn man, what's going on with me? Yeah. And today, <clears throat> and I'm and I'm not saying you know, I always sometimes I I have had moments in my head where I'm like, man, I just wish I could have did all this. And I just wish I waited, chose this school, yep. did this and that, whatever. But as I grow older, I'm always like, man, listen, that's that's just that's supposed to be your journey. Facts. You know, but. Definitely, like I said, go my own path. Like everybody, timeline different. Like my mine just wasn't supposed to go at that route. It was, you know, that's why everything happened the way it was. Why it took long for me to commit, whatever, like that. Right. You know, that's why it took long for me to even have offers going on down the road. Like, like I said, from freshman year, even though people from freshman year in high school, like, oh, you should think about it. I wasn't thinking about. It. I was like, man, I'm trying to just go to college just to go. Yeah. You know, or just try to find something because everybody made it seem like you got to go to college to figure out something in life. So I was like, all right. I mean, I don't know what I want to do, but might as well try to figure out something yeah. to go there. And then all of a sudden, football and track started happening. I was like, all right, well, when's my time coming? Like, when I'm doing this at these camps and this and that, and nothing's happening. Nothing's yep. happening. Like, I'm, I, I'll call myself out if I perform trash, but I perform pretty good at some of those camps in high school. I was like, okay, where's my time coming? But. Just want to make that happen, and, yeah. I, and I wish I'd have told myself more, just so I could be patient on selecting. Like I, I'm not mad at my selection with Tuskegee, but maybe if I'd have just took my time a little bit, maybe I'd have found another HBCU, and I could have really just grabbed right. that and not got into what I got into. About <laughs> <laughs> me, but I had some great moments, and I, my friends all from there, great friends, and we still communicate and stuff like that. The great day all over and everything but I still communicate with them I visit them two years ago I drove down there to go to Tuskegee's homecoming and right. see them but 
you know, just just take your time and go at your pace. Be yeah. patient. Be patient. I, I, boy, that's some that's some real right there. Cause like I said, <laughs> I was definitely doing that. Like, yeah. I was definitely trying to follow somebody else's path when I got into uh-huh. college. I, I mean, ultimately, I ended up enjoying it. But I mean, I do agree with you. Like, yeah, if you if you don't know what you want to do when you get into college, do not feel pressured yeah, don't by other people's decisions, bro. Like. That's like that's literally your time to make the decisions that you yeah. always wanted to make for yeah. yourself. So I agree with you on that. Um, I say for myself though, like in terms of advice, d- when you get if you decide to go to college, exactly. If you decide to go to college, do not, and I mean this, do not allow yourself to one be pigeonholed because. Mm. That that was one thing that I definitely I I would say college is not meant for you to be strictly focused on one thing. It's meant they, the reason why you have so many you know opportunities in college is because it figure is for you to find out. yourself. Yeah, figure yourself. So out. do not allow yourself to be pigeonholed. It's not meant like if you go there and you you know let's say for instance you decide you want to go into a major of uh, science. Yeah. Don't feel bad if science is, is not what you want to do. You. Don't be upset. Because I was, I was. That's the time where one, it's it's supposed to elevate who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. So, if whatever your interests are, you need to go and dabble in those things. Like, yeah. like I, I, I remember just go my try dad. It out yeah, try it out. Like, don't feel bad that you, you know, want to transfer majors or stuff like that. Like, bro. I get that it you don't want to stay in college for too long, but, yeah, but it's your happiness. It's your happiness. Like I, I, my dad was a good example. Like he wanted to go into college um, to do, I think it was like engineering, and he ultimately did not like it. Like, or at least he wasn't doing as well as he thought he would. Yeah. And so he ended up uh, changing his major, and then he did really well in communications. And I was, and that's that's a perfect that's example. Like, is. don't pigeonhole yourself when you get into college like allow yourself to explore as much as you possibly want mm-hmm. to explore mm-hmm. but that's where that that time management comes in yeah. so that would be my biggest one because i mean as you as you guys can hear from our stories college can be very experiential yeah. if you if you allow if yourself you to it. be to be in those if moments you let it. don't just so, sit around and wait for this or that yeah like you know you gotta you gotta go chase some risk in life, or you're gonna be sitting back and be like, "Dang, what, what, why did I, why, I? I wish I could just see what happened. Just see what happened." <laughs> and I'm not saying go over the deep end and go some crazy, but something as in, you know, joining an organization or whatever yeah. it may be, or you know, I had got volunteered to be like vice president of diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. my junior year of college. I was like, "What me out of all people?" But I'm like, "Well, let's just see what happened. Do it." And lo and behold. It's pretty cool. Exactly, it's pretty, it pretty cool. It helped me even further, even more, how to handle certain situations and assess things in a different mindset. You know, just uh, covering a whole organization like that on campus and everything, and then having my peers and stuff in there. You know, it melted me a little bit better as I got older. So right. Don't be afraid to make that leap of faith. Thank you. You know, because like I said, you know, yeah. Unless you really, really, it look like it's not going to be detrimental to you. You're in college. Like this isn't like adulthood to where. You're, you got to worry about a family or nothing like that or, you know, your money. You're in college. Like, yeah. The most of the do which is you just won't like it. Exactly. You just at worst, won't like it at, at worst. all. At worst. You just won't like it at all. So might as well just see where it leads from there. 
I agree, bro. I agree. So that would be my biggest, uh, for sure, my biggest advice to young Steve. Just don't feel like you got to do something just, like you said, because other people don't mm-hmm. pigeonhole Stay yourself. Just, just do what do you, you like to do, um, do and you see what see what happens. But lastly, um, we got to talk about this because we were just talking about student debt uh, not too long ago <laughs> and how much we would love to be out of that. But we got into that debt because we were in pursuit of a degree that we hope would you know, ultimately take us to our life goals and our life achievement goals that we have for ourselves. But do you think that college really determines like long term success? Not. A, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like I, you know, and I sit here and as I get older, and people can say whatever they want, but I'm like, man, as I sat here and thought this all the way through, and now that we are truly in adulthood, I mean, we're not deep deep in it, but we're in it. Right. No, it doesn't. Like my girlfriend had it, didn't go to college, and nobody. It doesn't determine who you are. It doesn't determine right. how smart you are. And she makes really great money, and she has no college degree. That's it. Like, yeah. it's all about like there's so many different jobs you can go out here and get. Like, you can make way more money, or just as much money as the ex CEO that did go to Harvard or Yale. Like, it's not hard. You can find it. Like, if anything, vocational schools is probably the biggest thing. If anything, like I wish I would have did that at Diamond Oaks when I was in high school, just because yeah. you know it probably would have had me thinking some other stuff. Like, because that's what life is about: being hands on and. You know, being involved with true day to day trade stuff like Facts. that's was that's low key Facts. that's low key where some of the money is at as well like welding. You know, if you're a really great auto auto tech or whatever, you get the right place, make some really good money. Real like good construction money. workers and stuff like that, or you know, pharmacy techs and those type of things. Like you can work yourself up just by getting certain certifications and things like that, and just who you know. Because at the end of the day, if you really want to get to where you get to, they don't they don't care about what college you went to once you graduate, like. All the jobs I got, and they didn't really look up. They just had to make sure I had the right degree. They didn't look up where. They didn't care if I went to here or there, whatever. It's about who I knew. And my boss knew who I was and said, here, let's give you a job. I know you. Network. And that's it. It's all. It's really about networking. Network, bro. Networking and who your people, because you could, just because you ain't got a degree, as one of your top dogs, your friend get a uh, higher job. Then you're like, hey, I want you to come work with me. Thank you. Boom, there you go. Thank you. No college degree, none of that. You just you, how about you making six figures? Yeah, you know it, that's not the that's not going to determine long term success. Is getting a college degree? No, don't ever, don't ever think that. For the people that's that's nervous about them going to college, don't think that you're going to be belittled. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's, and the people that think that, like, oh, you need to be successful to go to college, yeah, you got to stop being one sided. Stop being closed minded. Facts cannot be closed minded. Big facts, bro. Like, and I, and you you are very right about that. Like. Honestly, especially where we were from, because like you said, Diamond Oaks was definitely a place yeah. that was offered to us. Vocation. Um, but like at the time, like you, we were taught that hey, you go to college. So Diamond Oaks at the time, that was for people that probably weren't really thinking about going to college. Mm-hmm. They were probably just thinking about going to the workforce right yeah. outside of college. Which is- I mean, out of high school. And um, and honestly. Like I said, do it all over again. I probably would have done the I same thing, bro. Because because one, some of those jobs that they they train you for and get you certified and end up being like more stable jobs uh-huh. than jobs that you try to get out of college. Exactly. Quite frankly, exactly. Um, and you know, you end up finding that out the hard way. You try to you know go in right into your field right out of college, and you find that you doing customer service somewhere, you know, or doing you know, like call center work yeah. or something because, you know, they needed more 
experience oh, from yep, you, yep. and they didn't care about your yeah, degree. They they like, that. it's like, what do you offer us yeah. in terms of, of work experience? That's all it is. So experience. I definitely say that, like, I, and I'm not, I, I'm not under the impression like college is a scam. Oh, no. Definitely not saying that because there's some routes you're gonna have to go to college. Right, you, you'll need it. You, I mean, for for individuals that actually have like a, a legitimate desire to do something, um, you know, career wise, I will say that college does offer you those, you know, those moments to get yeah, experience. Some paths you're gonna have. But to. that's why I said before, like, don't pigeonhole yourself mm-hmm. because if you pigeonhole yourself. You get you start doing these like you're on like this one track mind on you know trying to you know get these good grades so that you can you know graduate top of your class mm-hmm. and then you don't experience everything else that's outside yeah, of the organization. Like most, I'll be honest, but most of the stuff that I ended up like falling into was because I was just going to stuff. Like I I'm, I really mean that. Like I remember when I joined um, Gentlemen's Quarterly that was at UC. And I didn't even know of the organization at the yeah. time. I didn't know what they stood for, none of that stuff. I just know the reason why I got introduced to them is because I decided to go to a daggone, um, it was uh, uh, something that happened on Main Street, which right. is on campus. There was some event that was happening on Main Street. I bumped into a guy who was running president, uh, who was the president at the mm-hmm. time, and we chopped it up. And he was like, hey, man, I think you would be good for the org. And I'm like, boom. Yeah, that's there you go. It, you, you start building your experience based on and the same thing that you were saying about you being VP, a diversity and inclusion. Like that stuff comes just because you're just walking into opportunities, yeah, bro. It. Like you don't feel like, uh, well, since this doesn't have nothing to do with my major, I'm gonna just chill. Like, just gonna sit back because there are some people like that. Like, just, some, I don't care. Like, you do you don't leave dorm for real. Like, unless you studying, and I'm not knocking people like that, but yeah. I'm like, college offers you so but much most more. Most places really don't care about your GPA. Like, they don't ask for that unless you go into grad school. But even then, it's right. some grad schools that don't really. Like, they, they don't. They don't care. They like, don't. They don't, care. They don't like, need you. Like, okay, here. They need to see what you've yeah, done, yeah. like and and your references, and your references, and, and your references. references. So I agree with you on that one, bro, uh, for sure. But uh, before we leave out, and since this is, we were talking about uh, leaving college in the in the atmosphere, mm-hmm. and I, that wasn't the only thing that has ended in recent years. Yeah, not yeah, our college yeah. experience is not the only thing that has ended in recent years. Uh, we also. Seeing that WandaVision has officially ended. I just, before we get into our halftime speech, I need to hear from you, my brother. Was, Are you okay? It was everything. Okay. It was a great one. <laughs> uh, I, I, and I know why you asked me that because everybody else has been bashing it because it didn't go the way. I, I mean, yeah, you can go back and hear all of our track records, our thoughts of me thinking Doctor Strange is going to appear like, well, he didn't, but I don't care. Don't I don't care. care. It just happened. It just that meaning we just would be theorizing because we're fans. That's just who we are. That's what fans go. That's what anybody gonna do. But just because it didn't go your way, and that's for people that are bashing it because it didn't go your way. Guess what? That happens. That's how Marvel's gonna be. It's not gonna give you everything because they have a slate of like seven to ten movies coming out. They're gonna answer all these questions. <laughs> and I know this is different because we're in a brand new phase. We ain't used to all this. This is what it is. Just wait for it. I mean, the Falcon and Winter Soldier come over, come on in the next two weeks. So you're yes. going to have that. And that's only six episodes. So you're going to have I'm the same so thing. Sorry. 
the same thing. So come up, you can come up with your theories, whatever it may be. Guess what? It's probably not going to be answered that way Thank because you. they have so many other movies they have to answer. <laughs> they have so many movies that are going to be like two, three hours long, and they're going to put all that in there for you. Dude, just go about your day and enjoy the moment. Enjoy the day. Because that was show. a great show. Actually. That was a really great, good show. Great ending. You know, seeing how Vision and them came about. And then you see Wanda's sto- like, life all come about. I mean, it's all small <laughs> on hints of them building stuff up. But they're not going to give you the whole nine. They're not. They're not, bro. But that's that's all I got on it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you great. said that, bro. The, the one thing I will say about this, just so people can... Stop bashing people that you decided to listen to yeah. and believe. I want you guys to know that these episodes mm-hmm. and these uh, and these series that we are going to be getting have been planned well out in advance. Well, it's it's, it's not like these episodes are being put together as you know the week comes. These things have been put together well out in advance. So the fact that your theory did not come true or whatever theory that you listened to didn't come true, um, I want you guys to understand that you're being mad about something that was put in place, I want to say, probably two years ago at best. Exactly. At best. Exactly. So since you guys couldn't figure out what Kevin Feige and those guys wanted to do, I don't understand what, what... why you're mad. I really don't understand there, there why you're no mad. Reason. There was nothing that was going to be changed about this series to fit any narrative that was thrown out there. They're not going to do that. It's the whole point of thinking ahead and playing ahead. They did what they thought was in the best interest of what they currently had mm-hmm. in the MCU. So relax, y'all. Like it's, It was never that deep, bro. It's and that ending deep. was fire, in my opinion. That was amazing. That was fire, bro. That was bro. amazing. And, and I guess the cameo that they were referring to was White Vision. I had to tell my wife that because I was like, there was yeah. no big cameo. Yeah, it was right. they, but it's what's his right. name? Paul Bettany. He confirmed that the, the it. yeah, good job. He trolled it, and, and the cameo was himself. Good essentially, job. <laughs> good job. So I like it. I like it. Um, cool, bro. I, I'm glad we were able to get that out the way. I yes, hope sir. our fans enjoyed that uh, for our locker room talk segment. Uh, but we about to get into this halftime this speech halftime real quick. And them shorts on the sports. You dig? We got a lot going on there. Y'all need to stay tuned. And now, a halftime speech mm-hmm. from your host. Um, this halftime speech is we typically like to motivate you guys uh, just with some positive words or giving people shout outs uh, to let you guys know that inside the locker room uh, sees the good things that people are doing out here. Uh, But we also want to motivate you guys in any way possible that helps you in your own life journey, whether that be, you know, in career, in your career, if you just need to be uplifted with words of encouragement, uh, or even finances, which in this case, we are doing a halftime speech uh, to motivate you guys to explore outside of your current exp- uh, your current career journey and do some side hustles. Do some side hustles. So, um, Wes, if you have any side hustles... It's funny, I've been looking into that ever since the year started, just because, like he said, you can't just depend on just your one main source of income. Mm -hmm. uh, That's just what it is. So, I mean, from investments, stocks, I mean, granted, the the BS has been going on with Robinhood. It hasn't been the best, but even then, it's a good starter way to help you get in with stocks. So, if you got any friends in investments and finance, I've been hitting them up with Mike. 
about him. He's helped me out a lot, and I've just been doing a lot more reading on ROIs, return mm-hmm. on investments, and everything like that, so I can understand the verbiage. Dive into investments in stock, DoorDash, uh, Uber Eats, Lyft, Uber. Do those type of things. I mean, I DoorDash. Like I said, there's nothing wrong. I'm perfectly fine. I just wanted a little extra money just to have extra it. Extra money. Uh, just the other day when I DoorDash, I made thirty dollars. I only did for an hour. So there you go. So you can make thirty to an hour, whatever it may be. Um, I'm probably gonna do it tomorrow for like three hours, whatever it may be, to see what happens here. But it's simple and easy. Only thing is, just make sure you're doing that stuff. And when you feel like you're 1099, you make sure you hold back some taxes. Yeah. It's, it's a personal type. It's not. They're not taking taxes out of that stuff. So right. Just hold that back. And then on top of that, another thing. Um, I have a friend that he just found out about it. Um, you can take, you can test websites online. Mm-hmm. You can go to this thing called user testing. And that's where you can just test and like verbally communicate, like say what's wrong with these websites right. and stuff like that. You can get paid ten dollars for twenty minute videos. Ten dollars for ten, like twenty minute videos. You do that two or three hours, you just make thirty bucks there. Easy, you know. Or however, however many long you get those twenty minutes in, you might make a hundred bucks right yes. there. Like you don't know. Correct. So it's called usertesting.com. They have some other sites. Uh, I can't remember a lot of. I think it's one called testingtime.com. Yeah, you can get on there as well and just test our website. So check those, uh, those are good ones, man. Those are good ones. Uh, it, first of all, you guys already know. Um, that there's and you can make money in a plethora of ways um, but do stuff if, you, if you're interested in it um, try to capitalize on your hobby yeah. so the one I'm actually going to tell you guys about right now is something that I currently just got into and if you're into photography or videography or anything like that um, do iStock um, and what's essentially what iStock allows you to do is allow your photos to be monetized essentially. Uh-huh. Um, if you want to do that to, you know, one keep you in your creative space, yeah. please go ahead and do that. Um, create an account, you post them, and people can buy your stuff or whatnot, so you can get paid for your creativity. Um, you got a lot of ideas out there, so don't be, you know, don't just harbor them for yourself. Go ahead and do it. Or if you don't want to sell your photos in that aspect, um, just start paying or just start making your own small side hustle of just taking pictures uh where people need them um there you'll be surprised about how yes some people ask you they need headshots people need headshots people need good uh marketing material for their business so taking pictures of of products and stuff like that uh-huh. all that stuff uh, digital marketing is becoming a, a whole new side hustle if you're into social media um, just just tap into those spaces yeah. especially with TikTok out here now people are, are monetizing off of digital marketing like crazy yeah, and they're staying right within their home I mean you can find more side hustles on those type of, that's why I find Facts. a lot of those side hustles there's people that push out side hustles on TikTok and yes correct like, yeah, actually so you're right you're very correct about looking that looking for different other ideas get on there and do that okay. yeah you can do surveys you can honestly take surveys at home and get paid for that like people don't understand that like you there's sites you can go to, I think it's a site called Survey Junkie. You mm-hmm. can get on there and just take surveys and make like a dollar for like a five minute survey, but those add up. Like it's surveys, they're like 30, quest- 30 to 20 questions. Monetizing your spare time, man. So um, that and then it, what we do now, if you have yeah. thoughts on your mind, don't harbor that either. Um, go ahead and make your own podcast. Let's see what happens. We, we, we can tell you firsthand <laughs> experience. We did not know anything about podcasting at all. And we just really kind of just did it. We're just still winging it. Right. We're We're still still winging it. But yet and still, you can get paid 
just to speak your mind. Um, it's just a matter of how passionate are you about some of the things exactly. that you do in your spare time. So um, those are those are the the side hustles that I got, uh, and I hope you guys take what we we uh, just relate to you and use it to the best of your ability. Um, never never stop your income if you if you are you know more than Absolutely. able. So um, so good. And now it's time. It's time. It's time. We got to get into them shorts on oh them sports. Oh Stay tuned. Yo, yo, yeah, yo. The shorts. Shorts on, on the sports. The sports. You dig? Um, Wes, bro. Yes, sir. There was a lot that happened. Decent amount going on. There was a lot on, that happened in the sports world. It's about it's, to kick in. Right it's now. definitely about to kick in. Today, by the way, is uh, March 7th. Um, and so there was a lot that happened prior to um, yes. our last episode, or before this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and so... More importantly, before we get, before we get into you know all of our yes, sports sir. aspects, um, since the NFL is over, I feel like it'd be appropriate just to start off with that. Of course, um, I mean obviously that's the heat of the moment. Right, it's the heat in the moment. This is, this is a good um, there was there was some there was some signing that happened. We've had a few. We've had a few. I, I know you know what I'm talking about here. I know you know what I'm talking about here. But it involved Mr. J.J. Watt and. Surprising. The Arizona Cardinals. Surprising. Surprising there. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. I don't think nobody was. But you got to tell me, man. Uh, what were your thoughts? Like I said, very. It was it was surprising to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but like once again, you know, everybody's trying to guess that. You know, they figured uh, Bills, Packers, Browns. I heard all those Titans. Everybody just figured they had it all sorted out and. Boom, Arizona Cardinals. Like, that wasn't even mentioned. Yeah, it wasn't even mentioned. Just like it. Just like it. But it wasn't even mentioned. And, um, you know, you can say it's perplexing, you know, whatever it may be. You know, you can say whatever you want. Sarah, people say it's a stupid idea. Uh, we ain't we ain't J.J. Watt. So, I don't know right. what it is. But I do know that he got a good amount of money. Yeah, but I also did. heard that, you know, even then that could be wrong that they said the Browns and the Packers or the Browns and Bills Owed him, they were going to pay him a little bit more, mm-hmm. but I don't know what that guarantee looked like because that guarantee that he got was twenty three million guarantee. Then he's getting paid fifteen mil over two years, right? You know, but that twenty million dollars guaranteed is pretty good. So you know, maybe the Browns were going to do a three year, fifteen mil, but maybe ten mil, ten mil guaranteed. We don't know, right? We don't know, but right. you know, either way, I'm sure that played a crucial part in everything of why he chose Arizona. Uh, he said he wanted to play with a QB that he believes in. Um, I mean, Kyler Murray, you know, even though he had an up and down year on the backside, you know, and that's your boy, but he did have a bad year on the backside. Mm-hmm. But, you know, either way, they still are right there, you know, even though the Browns are actually right there, too. You know, the Bills definitely are right there. You know, I guess I don't know what, you know, he just really must like, he must see something in Kyler Murray that he likes. Uh, right but I'm not going to untimely say it's a horrible idea of why he did it uh i see right here we got it does it make them a true contenders in the nfc i mean you got the bucks uh, you got the packers even then the packers you don't know who they're gonna end up losing because they got a couple of people in their o-line that they're gonna lose with Corey lindsley that's the high power free agent that's probably gonna end up leaving but um i'm not saying it's gonna put them up top like top top but i mean they they are in the mix a little bit better. Like they went eight and eight last year. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, 
and maybe this helps them a little bit because you have Chandler Jones on the other end. If they're able to get Hassan Riddick back, yep, that's a very solid pass. Hassan Riddick had about 12 and a half sacks last year. Chandler Jones is a double-digit, most underrated sack machine that nobody really talks about. He yep. had 19 and a half the year before and then another 15 this year. So, I mean, now you just added another guy who's still in his prime a little bit, got a little left in the tank. Now you got him on there. Um, it puts them in the mix, but they're not a true contender to get to the NFC title because you don't know what the Saints are going to do. Mm-hmm. QB-wise, uh, I mean, if the Seahawks and this Rust thing start to get a little bit better, maybe they'll be just fine. We don't know what's going to happen there. But uh, they, the Cardinals have a lot more holes they got to fill out just a Correct. little bit from O-line. They're losing Pat P in the back end, so now you only have Byron Murphy and Buda Baker back there. We don't know who Isaiah Simmons is just yet. Correct. Uh, Correct. Because even then, you know, hell of an athlete, but you still got to understand how to play ball and come into yourself and learn how to read your keys. He's not the best cover guy, as we kind of saw this year, but I think it's just because they're not using him right. So maybe this new defensive staff or the same staff figures out how to use him, put yeah. him in the right spots. But like I said, you got to find out the legit number two, number three. I mean, Christian Kirk's a good number two, but I still think they need another, another legit two. Yeah. I think Kirk is a good three. Christian Kirk would be a good three, so you got to figure that out. Running back, O-line. So they, <laughs> they still have some decent holes. But, yeah. I mean, it's Arizona. We want to be at – you finish it off with a good amount of money now into your, you know, your back end of life, which not many vet players can have. Um, I mean, I'm not, not going to say it was – a horrible idea just a little perplexing because you had the bills and stuff like that who needed that but maybe he saw someone that defense that it's like dang who's right there like yeah you know what i mean because the bills actually have a lot of holes too because they're gonna lose their starting linebacker and stuff like that so they have some holes i mean they got their safeties back there but just, there's some holes that they need to be filled but that's still a team that went to afc championship right so right but i i guess it, I'm just breaking it down from how I'm trying to see it. I'm not going to – I'm never going to always say something is truly a horrible idea unless it really, really looks like that. Arizona is in the middle. But I'm not going to flat out say that, oh, yeah, now they're going to go to the Super Bowl because he's there now. Very much. Yep. They like If they figure out everything else, then I might. But, you know, maybe that's what he, maybe that's just what he liked going to. Maybe that's what he felt good and comfortable with. You know, that's how I'm always going to speak on it. No, you're, you're right, bro. Um, I, I couldn't agree with you more. The one thing about his decision that I was not surprised about is that, you know, out of all the, I mean, obviously there was some, you know, speculation, like you said, about the Browns. Um, And I don't, I mean, he even went out on Twitter. He was just like, free agency is wild because he he was essentially referring to the amount of theories that were put out there about where he's going to be going. And nobody had it. Yeah, the Steelers were on there um, and things like that. And so, you know, for him to make that decision, one that, one that just shows you that, you know, as good as the job the media does in terms of covering the game, um, if somebody wants to do something for themselves, yeah, they're going to do it. it. Like you're it's like the Kawhi Leonard. Right. I'm like they're they people do a great job in terms of concealing where their true intentions if they really don't yeah. want you to know. So exactly. I will say that that was very much a move that does fit kind of what he was already saying in terms of just like, hey, I'm when I'm ready to make that decision, I make the decision. But yeah. He, he's teaming back up with DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. who's obviously a, te- a former Texan as well, and so it's not like he's gonna go in, you know, just kind of, yeah, you know, into a new I, space, like, oh, okay. no, he not know anybody. Yeah, he, he obviously he brings like veteran leadership yeah, that it was definitely. obviously needed on that defense. I mean, I know Chandler Jones is obviously he was 
a candidate it's for defensive player of the year, but a deeper voice, right? Exactly, a and a respected voice, voice and, yeah. and uh, someone that brings a lot of credentials in terms of his resume. Um, and I honestly, I told you before, man. I mean, obviously, I was wrong in my my projection that I thought that the Cardinals would win. Um, their well, not I didn't say they would win their division, but I thought they were going to make the playoffs yeah. this year um, because I thought they were on the cusp. Um, and that sounds kind of like his off. reasoning. That sounds like his reasoning. And if you want to be honest, I mean, I know like the the Cardinals, they were like in the, the top third they of were, like defensive they, rankings. They just kind of fell off on the. Back they end. fell off in the back end, but yeah. I I view it as I mean they were and they're in a very offensive heavy division. Yeah, like that. Forget the conference, a very offensive heavy division. So the mountain, the the way that their defense fared against some very elite offenses. Yeah. I mean that that's I mean that's intri- that's intriguing like that's very appealing to a yeah. guy like JJ who's you know like I said it, he's it'll be very interesting he he I, I'm not gonna sit here and say like yeah hey, just because they signed him that's where they're becoming contenders exactly. but I will say this may be the start I mean right now I think the one thing that's holding back Arizona at this point is one veteran like true veteran leadership exactly. that you can depend upon and two. They just they haven't been here. It feels like in a while. Like the yeah. last time they were really relevant, I think was when Carson Palmer was behind center. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's been a while, and yeah. you know you're you're relying on a rookie quarterback. So or not rookie quarterback, year but three now. yeah, he's but in year still, three, but he's on a rookie contract, is yeah, what I mean. So yeah, you're three. relying on a guy who still needs to get his own you know footing under him in exactly. terms of his NFL understanding and his professional understanding of the game have the money to do it and how the money to do it so i think this may be the start of something that can make them contenders for sure yeah. if you if you get somebody like JJ Watt on your defense and on your team i mean he brings a cachet that you know like hey if he believes in you then Hey, I, I think I can believe in this yeah. offense as well. So yeah, the more I sit here and think about it more, I think he looked at, it, like I said, the money because of what he paid, but also the money that the teams are able to use. Because you have to think, if he goes to the Bills, Bills still have to pay Josh Allen. Yep. And he's going to get paid Strat. big money. Yeah, he's going to get paid because, like I said, once you saw Patrick Mahomes get what he paid, now this you is knew it was level. So that, now you got that. I'm sure they're going to have to pay Stephon Diggs when his time comes up and you know, he's looking at his future as well. Like, all right, or do they have the time to build this up? Same with the Browns. The Browns going to end up paying Baker. You know, and that would he would have definitely been into some of that money. Hampered. Yeah, so you got to think that they're in a year three with a guy, Kyler Murray, because mm-hmm. this is the year and now you determine if we're going to pay him the big money exactly. or not. So they have a guy that's, yeah, he has that rookie. He has a good amount of money on that rookie deal since he's the first overall pick. But now the Cardinals still have a good money, enough money to pair. They're bringing other people as well because they're getting rid of Pat P. They already paid Buda Baker. Uh, they already extended their guy, DeAndre Hopkins. Exactly. They're not worried about Christian Kirk just yet because, once again, I think he's in year three, and they got to figure out this is like, are you, do we need to pay you as well? So you can still bring in some a number two wide receiver. You can still pay some other big-time people to come back. I can still pay Hassan Riddick to come back. Yep. You know, I think he was also looking at it from that standpoint too. Like, and it can, If I come in here and you pay me my money, are you going to be able to bring in other people as well or pay the people that deserve it as well? And Sadly, the Browns, the Packers probably just—they're gonna be strapped. Yeah, I, just the Titans are already below down there with the salary cap. That'd have been tough for them to pay other people to come in because you're gonna lose Corey Davis. You know, and you gotta pay somebody else. You're gonna pay AJ Brown. That's true. More. Definitely gotta pay AJ Brown. So they—they're going to be like I said. They're—they're they're going to be in a very favorable position. Yeah. 
going forward so long that Kyler Murray can continue to produce. If they can continue to produce and at least be competitive yeah. in an already tough division, that was that was the only thing that I was a little weary about. I was just like, that's a very tough division very that you're tough. going into. But, I mean, he's no stranger to, you know, high-powered offense yeah. going against high-powered offenses. So, yeah, I mean, I mean – You still got a lot of – because we don't know what the Seahawks are going to be. We don't. We don't. Know. We don't. We definitely don't know what the we 49ers don't. are going to be because they're still in the QB situation. You don't know who they'll get. Right. Uh, you don't know if Jimmy G's going to be the same guy. Definitely that defense, yeah, they get Nick Bosa back, but they are, they're definitely losing Richard Sherman. I'm sure they're going to lose yeah. a few other people as well. But you just don't – you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. But, but that's I definitely the... understand what you mean because the Rams are the favorite in that division now with a Matt Stafford. And even then, I know they lost a few people in that defense with their D coordinator, but they still got Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. And yes. they signed back John Johnson. Hey, uh, it's it, a new year, new teams. Who knows how? Yeah, I mean, they might, and they actually might get an off season to actually prepare with one another, which may make a difference as well. We'll, we'll yep. have to see about that. But uh, w- w- I think it was a decision that very much kind of fit what I expected yeah, from him, and not to go against. Yeah, not and he didn't go with the mo. Uh, he didn't go with the trending topic about places he could potentially exactly. go. So exactly. I, I commend you for that, JJ. Uh, but we we got to talk about free agent frenzy real quick. We do because this is this is what we live for right this here this in terms of the NFL world. Um, and I know last year uh, when we did this, uh, we were pretty. I mean, we we did fairly well, You're but right. Right. but nonetheless, we had reasonings behind our our hypothesis yeah. and our theories. So uh, we figured that this would be another fun time since it's it off season to yeah. bring it back. Um, so. Wes, you like to take the floor on that oh, one, bro? Uh, are we going all three, or are we just doing uh, one one a piece? Um, how, how would you like to do it? We could we could do one a piece. Yeah, we rock it like that. All right, my first one. Speaking of the Cardinals, uh, I'm going with Juju Smith Schuster, mm-hmm. and I got him either going to the Cardinals or the Jets. He's the only guy I have with two two spots, just because. Right. You know, I definitely don't believe he's coming back in Pittsburgh, even though I know Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. Did his reconstruction, but it's, you just got a lot of. <laughs> you got, I mean, and they let they let Joe Hayden go, and I forgot they said somebody else was they let him go. But you got too many, you got too many holes. You got too many other holes. You got to fill, and man, from Ben Roethlisberger, he's still getting paid fourteen mil. T.J. Watt coming up, you got him. You know he's going to ask for a good amount of money. <laughs> then you got to find out Bud Dupree. They're probably going to franchise tag Bud Dupree. I don't know if Juju wants to get tagged, especially when he hears about his other offers. And I just think the Cardinals is where you'll really be able to see Juju. Th- like, Juju has to go somewhere and be a number two. Yeah. Um, like I, I said, he gets on my nerves as far as, like, social Antics. media and stuff like that. Yeah, because I just – I get it. The, he is 20, only 24. That's crazy yeah. as a free agent. But still, at the end of the day, you coming up in the league, I understand. Like, you can still do TikTok and all that, but you got to understand, like, what comes with it. And Thank you got to understand when it's a time and place to do it. You know, you're still a professional ball player. You can enjoy your life, but you got to lock in a little bit. Yep. You know, whatever maybe. But he's still great football. He, man, he's he's good. Like, Juju's good. Juju's good. He, like, he's not number one good, but he's number two good. For sure. When we saw him with A.B., what was he? 1,400 yards, you know, double-digit touchdowns, 90-some catches. Okay, cool. Put him with DeAndre Hopkins. There you go. Yeah. And this is the air raid offense. You have the perfect offense for that. Put him in the slot because you can put Christian Kirk on the outside as well if you wanted to. 
this is this is going to be one of his number one spots to to thrive. I said the Jets because if they can also they have an outside guy in Denzel Mims that they drafted last year. Juju can still go in the slot there, and I think if they were able to do something with the Deshaun Watson trade and get him, what better person to pair him with? I agree. That? But Cardinals is my, more my number one option for Juju. I think he'll end up in Arizona. Okay. Per- personally, I would hope so. That would be a great place for yeah, him, actually. I would hope so. You can do that number two thing. Yeah. You were saying. But, okay. Um, I I will I have Allen Robinson as my first free agent that I'm interested in. Um, and quite frankly, I think based on, like, what I've been hearing from him in terms of how he feels about his future in Chicago. Yeah. Um, it's not sounding likely like he's going to return, and I don't, I don't blame him. Quite frankly, you don't know who's going to be the right now. Is. I don't need, I don't think they're going to be bringing back Mitchell Bisky, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think they'll be bringing him back. Um, and so as a result, I don't see why you need to waste your career in an unknown situation like especially that. Him, especially with him, um, he he is a guy that is proven to be an elite wide receiver. Um, and I feel like he it's time for him five. to get that respect. Yeah. And I, I'll, I'll say this. I don't know if this is going to happen. I have to check their cap space. But quite frankly, after what happened with the Colts and the, how they yeah. brought Carson Wentz over, I would not be surprised if That's they went to that route. Because I've been preaching that in our, little, in our group chats and just other people at work. I'm like... If the Colts are serious here and they in win now mode, yeah, Allen Robinson should be top on your list. He has to be. He has to be top on your list. And and I and I like they said. I mean, I I feel like they got a fairly decent deal, I guess, for Carson Wentz. I didn't. They didn't give up too much, I guess, no. at least from in terms of what quarterbacks are going for. Go, uh, they're gonna let go of T. Y. Hilton. So yeah, you're most that, likely. You're most likely. Go. And if they do do that, then that's definitely where I'm yeah, gonna be gonna like, yo, it, you guys need to go ahead and make that this move. Sap. Absolutely. Um, and so, for me, that would be the ideal place. Absolutely. Um, the other place where I feel like his services could be needed and he can still get that same recognition, I don't know if this would be a good fit, but I do know that this team needs a wide receiver. And that would be the Eagles. They absolutely need, especially yeah. with as right yeah. now with Jalen Hurts being right now, I guess the yeah, guy yeah. that's going to be there, he's going to need some help. True. Um, and they're going to use that draft pick. I don't. Six, I don't know. I'm six, just six. saying, like if, if if the Eagles are serious about building this back up, and yes, Allen exactly. Robinson is serious about you know one, he wants to get paid, obviously, but yeah. two, I mean, he can prove to be an elite, you know, number one yeah. by going and showing his talents with a team that has nobody. I mean, in terms of... I think Alshon Jeffrey is going to be... Oh, he's, gone. he's gone. So, I, I think that would be a great place yep, for him yep. to go to obviously show how elite he is, but I think he needs to win. I think Absolutely. at this point he deserves to win, so that's why I say the Colts. So, that would be my first guy. Like Who you got like next? I'm going with Aaron Jones, and I got him going to Miami. Yeah. And I think... I mean, if you're really... If you're really buying in on this tour thing, if you really believe in him, and you know, I, I get it, I get it. You know, he didn't have the best rookie year, you know what it what it was with Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and those type of guys. And even then, more I sit here and think about it, man, Justin Herbert was actually the more polished QB coming into the draft, and you called that, but I should have paid attention to that more. He is, you know, Tua does have some limits, mm-hmm. you know. In the podcast I listen to, I, people see it too. But if you're gonna stick with a guy that you drafted number five. 
at the end of the day, any quarterback, especially in the league, he has some skills. He has some intangibles that you can work with. Yeah. You know, he has some good yep. traits. He has some yep. good traits. So you got to put people around him. Um, if you're not if you're not going to use that 22nd pick I think they had, I know they have a late round pick. If you're not going to use that to get like a Najee Harris, you have the cap space. Go get Aaron Go Jones. Do it. Go get Aaron Jones and use that to bring in another wide receiver. Yeah, that pick. Absolutely. You know, especially if if it looked like the Packers are really not going to franchise tag him, which I haven't heard nothing about it yet. Yeah. You know, I would be surprised if they didn't. But if they don't, go get Aaron Jones. You know, use that other pick to get a lineman later on in the draft. You know, use your top pick to get a wide receiver to help ease into it. You know, and then use this money to pay Aaron Jones because yep. you're going to lose Matt Burita. You're, you know, that backup running back they had. He had a decent half. I forgot his name, but decent half of the year. But Aaron Jones is somebody if you – I if agree. You catch out of the backfield. I mean, he can do it all. He's an every down back. Catch out of the backfield. That's what Tua's mo is a little bit. If you need somebody that. to check check it down to, you already got Mike Gasecki and a good tight end. Aaron Jones is probably your next piece to ease in your young quarterback. Into uh, that's yes, the only other way you can ease him in with a run game as well. Got Devontae Parker out there who. Still is underwhelming in a bit, sadly, because I'm a big Devontae Parker fan, but still you got that out there. You just need the back. Yeah. So, that definitely, I think Miami should go get Aaron Jones. I think that's, if he's serious, what better place than to be and go spend some bread down there. I I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's where it's lining up for him, to, at least in terms of sense. I think that's where yeah. it's lining up for him to go if Miami is serious about making a push. Yeah. Um, so, I agree with that. Um my next person on here, and we have we've been talking about this guy to a degree in terms of his underratedness. Yeah, and it's Kenny Galladay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is with Kenny Galladay, he's in a very interesting position because of the fact that he was hurt. Most I put air what quotes on yeah, that. Yeah. I I mean I think it was more so of a deal like a. I know I'm not going to be coming back here next year, so I'm not about to be putting my body in harm's way, especially with any kind of... You don't know, and I don't blame him for doing that. Um, But in terms of places that I would personally like to see him go to, um, the first one would be the Patriots. I think that would be a good spot. Now, that would only be contingent upon who's throwing throwing him the ball. Exactly. So I, I will make that a contingency on that because they do need... A, a, a true number one, and I feel like Kenny Galladay can he give that to them. Yeah. And that, like I said, it just depends on who they have at quarterback. Exactly. The other team that I honestly would like to see him on, um, and I mean this, and they're also in a very similar position as the Patriots, would be the Washington football team. The reason why I put him on, and, and like I said, I don't have any, the, there's the nothing. Right. Like exactly. The reason why I did that is because, honestly, I think Terry, he's he's obviously a good number one. But, one, the, the you know, the football team, one has issue at quarterback. Yeah. But at the end of that, at towards the, the end of the year, their offense just did not seem like it had pop anymore. Like, it was very, it's kind of like the Steelers. It was they just real much. stagnant. They don't have much. They don't have much to give or offer, and I don't blame them. I mean, they were, they were predicated on their defense, so... I get it, but now you just won your division. Uh-huh. So the next thing you need to do is start to ramp up in terms of how you're going to fare in the playoffs if you're in that position exactly. again. And if you find yourself a quarterback, the next thing you need to know is who is throwing to, yep. who's you know, what kind of people are they throwing to. Absolutely. And you are in a division right now 
that is currently with the Cowboys who was loaded at wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. Loaded at wide receiver. And I'm not saying that the the Giants and, you know, the the Eagles are loaded at wide receiver because they're clearly not. Uh But, I mean, they show that, listen, the the Giants were starting to ramp up towards the latter end. I mean, they they fell short in some, some instances. But... I would imagine that they would find some help at wide receiver, yeah. um, you know, for for Mr. Daniels. But the Eagles, I mean, like I said, I mean, if if they're smart and they really want to help out Jalen Hurts, yeah. they're gonna find some wide receivers too. True. So yeah. since you're at the top of the pack, you need to keep and, and maintain your status at at yeah. top of that division. Yeah. It's, it's not hard to I'm win that him. division anyway. So. I, that's where I would like for him to go because I yeah. think they can get him on a fairly reasonable deal that would not conflict with what they're trying to do in terms of building up a legitimate offense to go with that defense. And game. I personally would love to see him on there yeah, so t- so they can t- share the love. That's a good spot. I can see So that would be my team. Um, and who Yo, you got for your third one? Last one. I went all offense here, but last one is Will Fuller. Um I believe he, you know, this is the team I think that should go after him. I don't know if he's going to end up here, but I think Cincinnati should go for Will Fuller. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm i not saying it's because you won, you're not going to have to spend all your money on him after what just happened. Right. He got in trouble with the PEDs. He has the injury history. So you're not going to give most of your money. So you'll still be able to spend that money on getting the top free agent O-lineman. Uh, this is actually a cheap, this is a cheap, could be a cheap win deal because yeah. – We've seen it when he's on big deep threat. They don't have that in yeah. Cincinnati because they're gonna let go of John Ross. Clearly, um, all you have is these big body possession over the middle type of wide receivers and T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Um, why not help Joe Burrow out even more on top of getting the line? That's exactly. your, that should be your main That's priority. Your focus. That's your main priority. But once you get the, if that you spend not that, again. if you spend the money on you know, say you get one of these top of linemen out here, Joe Thune. Uh, I don't know if they're going to get him, but Brandon Scherf, he plays for the Washington football team. But if you can get Joe Thune and then if you draft Penny Sewell or mm-hmm. draft that, uh, another legit offensive tackle, for sure, go ahead and go. You got a little extra money. You can get him on a two-year, 15, two-year, $20 million deal. Like you, yes. can, you can do that three years, something cheap, three years, $15 million for three years, whatever it might be. But you can get him for that because of – just his circumstances, and it could be a cheap win because he, he we know he can fly. Right. You know he can fly. I mean, he's, he's a big play type of guy. We saw it there in Houston. Very excellent compliment to T. Higgins and, and Tyler Boyd because that's all you need when you have possession receivers. You just need yeah. somebody that's going to just take the roof off of the top of the mm-hmm. defense. Go get him. Ah. Right Go get him right there. That'll help open up your offense a little bit more just right there. If you want to expand this and stop being stagnant on offense and help your second-year QB – there it is right there. Okay. Yeah. I like that one, I, man. I, I think Cincy should go out to Will Fuller. I like that one. Jeez. Yeah. I, I mean, that would make their offense uh, very potent. Very potent. Sense. Just a little bit. But I, like I said, that's before, go get the line first. Yeah, go yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I definitely agree go get with the that. Line first. And I don't think they would have to really pay an arm and a leg for that's a, like and That's Will what Fuller I'm saying. You give all your bread to the big because you're gonna. that's the only way you're going to get these old linemen in here. Well, just, and know. with his suspension, I mean, that, that really hampered. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. You could even get him probably on a one-year deal. Yeah. that. <laughs> and then after that, we can talk extension. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could get him on a yeah, serious, reasonable deal. You can give all your bread to everything else. That's a good one. Um, my last one is, is Corey Davis. 
And oh. um, and this, yeah. I think, I, I think Aaron Rodgers was very was very strategic, um, because he finally has has you know forced the Packers hand at least briefly with his verbiage that he was using. Um, and I would love to see Corey Davis go to the Packers because Ooh, not even the Ravens. Nobody's no, there. no. Um, I don't trust the Ravens. Is the reason why I don't. I mean, they're they're probably gonna find somebody. I just. I think there are their issues is much beyond finding a true I, number. I still believe it's their OC that's holding. It's probably I I agree. I definitely agree. But the Packers, um, the reason why I say that they they're in a good position is because he finally had the season that we were waiting yeah. for, um, and he probably will get paid. Uh, but if he's if he's wise, I think he would go into a position where once again he can be a a legitimate number two, and get. Behind a quarterback that is proven, yeah, that would not only improve his stats even more, very true, even more, but more importantly, he can really be in a position to compete beyond what the Titans can currently offer him. This is true. Um, Titans, they're not a pass heavy offense, not at all. And I don't, and that's not their fault, but I just don't think that that offense is conducive to him putting up the stats that he needs in order to him this get a, a good contract. And if he goes with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it it was coming glaringly obvious who Aaron Rodgers was throwing the ball to, and yeah. it speaks to one his play, but it also speaks to Devontae Adams. You have to be thinking it speaks of yourself. to the coach. Too. It, it, it does, over. but my thing is like you can't, you should not be that predictable and have to depend on that much amount of talent to prevail. Um, just imagine. Just, I mean, honestly, just imagine if they did have a legitimate number two. Like, I oh, love yeah. Alan Lazar. Yeah, I love yeah, him. Yeah, But and just it's, imagine. It's too inconsistent of drops. And, yeah. Which is crazy because he never dropped the main when he's coming out of college. No, no. Which is wild, but. And I will say this much. Um, the other reason why I picked the Packers is because uh, he's he's from the Michigan area. At least that's where he went. To. He went to Western Michigan. Yeah. So, he's he'll be close to kind of an environment. It's very much similar to uh, – uh, Greg Jennings, uh, he, he uh, another yeah, Western, Western Michigan. Michigan product went to Packers, and he excelled very uh, much with so. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, th- so. I think I don't know if he's been mentored by Greg Jennings, uh, it, being at you know Western yeah. Michigan, but I, I see that connection there and that doing wonders for his career because we all have been waiting for this Corey Davis emergence. And we had to see it late this season, yep. but you know, obviously, like I said, I mean, they had they lost, and now he's a free agent, so he's he's going to need to go to a team that can compete. Absolutely. And I would love to see him, you know, opposite of Devontae Adams, Absolutely. putting in some serious like work, okay. putting in some serious work. Like um, so those are the guys that we have. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how those things pan out. It's obviously a long free agency <sighs> off season, we so. Got a long one. So obviously we're not expecting these things, all of our predictions to come true. But these are the ones that make most sense to us. Yes, sir. Um, but uh, we we have to get into this. <laughs> we unfortunately, uh, as fun as talking about the NFL is uh, to us, uh, the sports world has given us yet another. <laughs> Uh, it's not even a gym. It's honestly, <laughs> That's far it's, from a it's far from a gym, it's but it is content that we have to talk about. Um, and we're referring to uh, the Creighton University coach, yeah, I basketball coach. With this situation, listen, I, I, I got the quote here. Um, and before I tell you guys what the quote he said, I just will preface this: it's it's 
it's based upon your bias, I guess. Um, if you if I read this and you're like, oh, that's not that bad, then that means you know you you don't view this from a you know a, a yeah. really insensitive space, which is fine. Um, however, I think given today's day and age, yeah, you say, have to be wary of sadly, what you say. Sadly, so, um, for what for what it's worth, the the coach Greg McDermott. Um, he, I guess he put in for resignation, um, from the university after saying, and I quote, guys, we got to stick together. We need both feet in. I need everybody to stay on the plantation. I can't have anybody leave the plantation. I don't know if that was supposed to motivate guys or what, if he said this in the past to like, you know, in his previous coaching experiences, uh, but I will say uh, man, that as, man. as, as positive as he tried to make that sound and as, it's you know, galvanizing as he tried to make that sound, very poor choice poor of words. Cho- poor choice. So <laughs> just, we're not going to spend too much time on this cause we got to talk about the NBA. I just got to know from you, <laughs> like, is, is this, I mean, it's bad, but how bad is it in your mind, bro? It's, and be honest. I, I can't say that it's like this is the most horrible thing in the world, but it just should have been worded a little bit better. I get, <laughs> I get it. I know we grew up in a way different limelight of life, where it's you know I, we haven't heard nothing to that extent. We heard some very crazy stuff, very crazy things. But you know, just in the everything that's been going on in the world, and I get it, you can probably say, ah, oh, well, people, some people are just being too oversensitive. You just can't say certain things like that. We got a team of full African American men. Like you just can't. You just can't look at it like that because they everybody's gonna. You just can't do that. Don't never put yourself in a situation where people are gonna twist something up like yeah. that. Yeah, because that's what's gonna end up happening. Yep, that's what's gonna end up happening, and that's what happened. Yeah, you should have <laughs> just been like, I can't say. Like, you just can't say plantation. You just can't. You can't. You can't. We gotta stay. I get what you were saying. But you should have just said, but we got to stay home with it. We got to stay here with it. <laughs> what was that the metaphor, yeah, though? Like, what, shouldn't have like, used that like metaphor, what was Greg? that the metaphor? I, I know. I know. Because uh, it, is, it is some stuff that people have been over sensitive going on, you know, with everything. I saw some people got upset about uh, Family Guy. They said, man, right. we got. I'm like, all right, right come on right. now. That's just what it is. Yep. You know, that don't mean they're homophobic or nothing like that. It's just, that's just what it is. You know, just laughing with it. You got to laugh at yourself a little bit. Oh, but that God. one, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta leave that one go. You gotta leave that one go. You just got to. I, I, I will say the honest, the honesty in me will say that I feel bad for him. Um, as a coach, you try to like find yeah. small ways and to motivate your guys. Got caught in the moment. It, it was not thinking. I think he dug a little too deep into his oh, bag. He dug deep. Um, but and so I will say that that I I, I my, the honesty in me feels bad for him because I mean I don't know I don't know what he said to his team in the past to get them motivated yeah. but plantation one that's a very that's, played out term. yeah come on now that, that I don't know why you dug back and found that word of all terms like that's who's saying not, that yeah that's not even nothing generally motivated <laughs> like like bro, like like nobody's saying that in like today's conversation that he's not even coming close and to I the gotta get back to the plantation that's such an outdated word to me personally but the other part about this is is hey I'm I'm not saying he was being insensitive on purpose but I will say that 
if you didn't think to yourself, you know, in that moment, maybe I shouldn't use a word like that. Maybe I, maybe, maybe I should like if, if you if that's what was coming off the cuff to to say that that term to those guys. Yeah, like come on. That, the other part of me is being a realist and be like, "Hey, what are you saying in your spare time?" Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not calling him a racist or anything. Yeah, I, I don't like, know man, the man. You so openly, if you're openly using that, and that's like a uh, a word that just kind of popped off of the tongue, I have some questions, and that's the being a realist. Yeah. I do have some questions because. Let's be honest, bro. Like I said, nobody's using that terminology Absolutely. nowadays. So Absolutely. I, I want to know why that was on the forefront of your mind when Absolutely. you were speaking to your guys during that game. Absolutely. Like there, there might have been a little bit of you know what I'm saying in there that <laughs> that probably probably just he felt comfortable. Like let's be honest, he probably there was probably something that made him comfortable in that right. moment to say that and think that there was no, right. going to be no repercussions. So. Right. I do. I don't. I'm not a fan of that fact. That he has to resign yeah. for a comment that obviously sounds like he was trying to motivate his guys. Um, but I, I, like I said, at the same time, listen, the media is going to take. He. It does sound like it was a positive statement. Yeah, he was, was trying, trying to give it. He was trying, trying to like galvanize his team. But you know, the media is going to take out. They're going to run with. Stay it. on the plantation, and you know that's, and that's not going to be. You, it's a it. it's a wrap after that. So it's a wrap. And then he said, he followed up and said, I can't have anybody leave the plantation. Golly, is this master talking? That's it. That's all we wrote. You can't follow it up. You can't up. double down you on the plantation talk, bro. Down, so, oh. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, Greg. So I, we, we're not spending too much time on that. Sorry, I know you coach. had a question. and uh, We're getting into the NBA, and I know you had some questions that you wanted to talk, but we had to get through that. So what you got for me in the NBA world? Where, well, here we bro. go. Uh, well, in the limelight, everything. Shout out to All Star Weekend. Shout yeah. out to All Star Weekend. Well, All Star Day. Sorry, because everything's <laughs> going on today. So, nah. uh, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. But uh, uh, we saw the incident with uh, they tried to hype it up. It was with Braun and KD, and it, there was two people. You know, we I'm sure we've been in this. I haven't been in that moment many times. But when you get picked last, you get looked at a little bit. So. We had we had Mr. Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell were the only last two getting picked, and you knew how they were going to run off with it. And so then it comes to the highlight of is is Utah? Why is Utah getting so disrespected? And they're being this. They have this top record. They are playing really good ball. They're playing really good ball. But we've seen. I I know for a fact. I've seen this, and I know you've seen this plenty of times before in the NBA. Just because you're up there. Don't mean you're always that good. I agree. Well, we've seen this with the Hawks in 2011 when they won like 60 games. We've, those Raptors teams plenty of times. Yep. They've been the one seed. Yep. But, you know, it, I guess this turns to my question is, is is the Utah Jazz the ones to turn that limelight around? Are they a true contender? Okay. Um, I've been thinking about this for a little while. Um, I – Contenders in terms of a title, no. Uh. Contenders in terms of, you know, being, you know, obviously a, a true team to, you know, worry about, especially come playoff time, yes. Really? I don't, I don't, the reason I say this is because there, I was, I was just seeing this on uh, First Take that, um, 
they're one. They're they're top. I think they're like top two in in defense right yeah, now. They're great defense. Um, but they're also they're taking the mantra of what Houston was uh, these last couple of years and being the team to take the most amount of threes. And I, for one, I'm like, okay, that's you know that's new to me. Yeah. Um, but Especially a Utah team, right? Well, for a Utah team, and you know, unlike Houston. They actually have a defense to back up that True. that offense True. that they're putting out right now. The only question that I do have about them, and it's a legitimate question, yes, they have Donovan Mitchell who is becoming a bigger star. Yeah, for sure. And they have Rudy Gobert who has been a proven defensive player, like a true defensive yeah. player. Um, but outside of that, let's be real. You know, it feels like they're missing something that can put them over the edge. It's kind of like the Celtics, in my opinion. I feel like the six man in um, Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, and like collectively, they have great talent. But if you tell me right now, it's it's the Utah Jazz versus right now. Let's say it is the Lakers Lakers. or or the Clippers for for that matter. Clippers. Yes, like yes, they have the opportunity, just kind of like how the Nuggets did. Yes, they have the potential to beat these teams, but do I trust it when when the chips are on the table against guys that have actually been to the to the championship and won? I no, I can't say that right now, and they don't give me any reason to. I mean, this is the first time that they've they've been in this position, especially reigning at the top of their conference in a while. So I don't think I, I don't think that the slander per se is warranted, but I will say is. They have to. They have to keep their foot on the pedal. Yeah, they have to. Um, and that that's where I come from. I don't Absolutely. think they're. I don't think they're a, a, a fraud. I don't think that. But I do think when chips are on the table, I don't know if they have that superstar yet on their team that's going to say, "Hey, this is how we're going to beat it. this team." And that's where I have concerns. So I don't know. That's my thing. But what about you? Uh, I'm more. I'm not saying they're a fraud. And I'm not, and I, and I really don't want to disrespect them for. I think they are a good team this year, mm-hmm. but they're not a team. I truly am like, boy, Lakers got them, and I'm not, or anybody, honestly. Right. Ooh, wow, Portland's got them. That's gonna be a, and I just said it because yeah, I'm. I done seen this so many times before. I done seen it. This is this is only regular season. Very true. Um, and I like Very I said, true. I put in a lot of context of things. Like, you gotta understand. The Jazz got booted out first round, so they had a boatload of time to sit and rest and everything. That's... So you also, I think you also run into that's why you see in teams like the Heat, the Celtics, yep. the, the Lakers, the fatigue. Yeah, they're yep. they're down. I mean, yep. shoot, the Heat went through a battle. I mean, yep. Celtics, I mean, then the Lakers just got done playing. I mean, yeah, it, you know, Bron is Bron. He's a freak. He he can still out there and look good, but everybody else is just still a little. Getting yeah, the rust off. Getting a little acumen. Yeah, yeah, I get the Clippers are looking good and everything, you know, whatever it may be. You've seen it with the Celtics. You know, they just a little, they got it, they got getting their rhythm. It takes time for people to get rhythm. Jazz had a lot of time to get their rhythm going on. And same with you. I'm also on the team side of it. You got Donovan Mitchell, but where's that? You got Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench, but even then, you still need another guy that you at least need <laughs> three people that can cook on their own. That's, that's just what it is right now in the NBA. Like, yeah, you got Bron, AD. Who was the other cooker that was able to come off the bench and cook? You had Kuzma. You had you had Rondo that was coming in and cooking. Cook. You, you had people that can cook on their own, that can isolate and just score on their own, go create on their own. 
Clippers. You got PG and Kawhi who can do it on their own at a high level. Like I said, yeah, you got Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench. They have Lou Williams coming off the bench and can do the same exactly. thing. Exactly. They have exactly. Nicholas Batum who is coming around. He can create a little bit on his own. Yep. <laughs> the Nets. I mean, we can. We already know what they're about. <laughs> they have exceeded expectations because James Harden's on a different level right now. Uh, James Harden, Kyrie, different levels. When KD come back, it's a wrap. They're about to get Blake Griffin. Oh, oh, yeah, oh man, you. But you. That's what I'm saying. You need different people that can. The Trailblazers, CJ, Dane, Melo. They're gonna give it to you. <laughs> but you know that's why I'm a little iffy. They do have good defense, but like I said, what if Donovan's not hot? Your second highest best player is Rudy Gobert, who we know is not an offensive threat. He's the defensive threat. Jordan Clarkson can only do so much. What if he's not high? What if we got Joe, so Joe Ingles can shoot it up, do whatever he want, but what if he's off? He can't He can't he create. The, I was about to say, he's not about to come. And this is where I just wish it, Utah would just take that leap of faith and go get Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson can still play. He, I've listened to podcasts where he said, I'm, this, I'm working out, waiting. Yeah, he might be 40. He When he was 38, he put up like 25 in a game. Jamal Crawford was lighting up in the playoffs last year. Yeah, he might be 41, but... Okay, he lit, he put up fifty at thirty nine. Yeah, you need just yep. one more, like you said, you need one more. Uh, I just I'm not gonna buy into them all the way yet. Do I think they should have been picked last? I don't really think that played. A, I don't really think that really meant much. Yeah. This was the the flow of the thing. Cool. What if Kawhi and Giannis was last? Oh, like, you know, <laughs> whatever it may be, but that doesn't mean that because Donovan Mitchell's a hell of a player and Rudy Gobert is. Man, I mean, he's just a great defensive player. He hasn't shown us nothing offensively. And, you know, I'm not going to talk shit like how Shaq was doing or nothing right, like that. Right. But that's what he is. Exactly. He's just a great defensive player. $225 million. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, boy. For, for not offensive game, that's crazy. But, I, you know, I just I, I need to see it from Utah in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Because you know, <laughs> this is the I mean. This really is the same team that we saw last year in the bubble. I mean, they took it to seven with the Nuggets. Well, I mean, are good, right. but they still should have probably got them. They lost 3-1 to them. They was up 3-1. They lost to them 4-3. They was up. So, it's like, I don't know if y'all can finish, you know, whatever it may be. Whatever. So, Legacy. Um, I'm not saying they're fake frauds, but they are They are one of the top four teams in the West for sure. For sure. For sure. But, and they deserve that. They've, they've earned that. But like I said, but even then... <laughs> Going against the say they get the Warriors in round eight because they're gonna be the first seed. Mm. They say they get the Warriors first round. I'm not gonna be like, oh shoot, yeah, like oh yeah, like oh yeah, Utah's got this one. I'm gonna be like, okay, we'll let's see, we'll see. Cause Steph, it has been here. He know what is going on. So I, that's how I feel about him. I just it's very very much warranted. Yeah. Um but. You did bring up a good point about, uh, you know, getting a, another signing um, to help, sure. you know, their their offense yeah. out there. I'm not saying that their offense is bad, but like like we said, we they you need something else. Three and, people. And, and the thing is, and I feel bad for Utah. I actually feel bad for teams like Utah and Portland and New Orleans and places like that. Uh, because when they finally do get a nice nucleus of players that, you know, make them competitive – it's hard for them to, you know, exactly. maintain that stuff because typically, you know, those big free agent signings go to bigger markets, right? Your, I mean, you, yeah, yeah, players, they, they have more flexibility to, like, determine their own destiny. 
and most of them choose to go to places that are conducive to their brand. Exactly. Um, and I understand it. I don't blame them. But I do have to ask you, though, um, with that being said, does the league make this harder for teams like Utah to be competitive um, when, you know, when, especially for smaller markets, um, to be competitive or remain competitive, you know, when you have issues like that? Because, I mean, your best, like you said right now, why don't you go out and get Joe Johnson? Well, I mean, who's to say that Joe Johnson is yeah. going to make them, you know, contenders? But, I mean, outside of Joe Johnson, let's say there's a free agent out there that 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 really can add that third element. Sure. To, do you think they're going to choose Utah? Like because does, of where it's at, right. Do, I mean, let's. I mean, do you feel like that's a real issue and, though? That's not. That's not. I don't think it's more the league because at the end of the day, you can't really blame them where they have it at. Like, no, yeah, you can't. You can't really put that. And uh, the league doesn't play. I mean, the salary cap is tenfold higher yeah. NBA than anything. Um, it's really not more the league, but it's more on now. Do GMs make it harder? Yeah, because you have to, you have to keep these guys. You got to find when you have places in a small market. You got to find a way to really one when you got that one guy there. Okay, cool. We got to do whatever we can to make him happy. And yeah. then from there, you're gonna have to spend money. You're gonna have to, you know, revamp the the stadium up or revamp the area like the revamp the stadium up. And then on top of that, while not only taking care of your guys, your main top guy, you got to find a way to spend money to bring in one more guy. No different than what we saw with OKC. Yeah. You had three legitimate MVPs. Only thing you got to show for is one one final run. Yeah. That's it. Like, I get it. James Harden, they did need to go on. At the end of the day, you look at it now, they need to go on a separate way. But I think at the time, cool, let James go. But you should have found a way to at least bring in a third person to match with KD. Or just try to feel, like talk to your coach. Like, man, we got to change this offense up yeah. so we can, like, because we right there. We're there. We're right there. Uh, same teams with people that are like in Milwaukee, like you said, Utah. They they have got to do a better job. Like you know, yeah, they got they solidified Donovan Mitchell. He's there, but once again, figure out a way to bring in them another big time piece. You know, like I said, Rudy Gobert. I don't know if he was two hundred twenty five million dollars worth that. You could have used that money to get in somebody else. You know, I don't know who who, but. You never know who might become a free right. agent. You bring them in, and that will help your big, your small market come in. Because, yeah, it would be cool to get a small market team to see it. I know yeah. I've, I've heard that a lot. A lot of people want to see, like, the Pistons and, you know, the like the Utahs and them to make it back. But you got to do the right – the GM has to do the right things to right. really take care of that. Really not the league. And so, because the league, like I said, they, you have the money. They keep upping the salary cap. Uh, I mean, you're seeing all these different sewer teams getting formed. Right. So they're not stopping nothing. You can choose where you want to go. I think it's, like I said, it's on the gym and the owners. Like, we got to figure out a way to make this thing look more visible. Like, Or we got to find a way to just, we got to put the money right in the right spot. I agree. I mean, because you are competing with L.A. and San Francisco and Miami and Houston and New York and everything. You know, you got to find other ways to pull in other stuff like look look around and like man what can we bring in in Milwaukee that'd be like oh cool if I come here I can kill continue my brand yeah like, you gotta look at those things the league's not gonna stop that it's gonna be on the owners and the GMs that's the only other way that can happen so I think the GMs need to have a look themselves in the mirror and be like man what do we get what can we do to make Milwaukee that place like what's the issue here 
Yeah. Like, what's the issue here? Yeah. New Orleans, what's the issue here? Like, what can we do? Like, I know we're never going to be on L.A.'s limelight, but what is something that we can do? Or, cool, you signed Brandon Ingram. All right, you know, who else can we bring in here to make people be like, man, cool, I just want to go play with that guy. From coach, uh, bringing in the right coaching staff, all that, you know. Atlanta, they they bring in the right coaching staff. A lot of people want to play with Trey Young. Yeah. It, coaching staff, all right, what else? They got that new arena. That's what that's what it's all about. Revamp those things. Revamp it up. Like New York is probably gonna end up getting a star here in a little bit because Yeah, correct. Guess what? You've brought in a Julius Randle who's developing to something. You got RJ Barrett, you know, Tom Thibodeau looks like he's getting something going. You know, granted New York is a big market, but right. you're gonna start looking like, Oh, okay, I see what's going on here. Cool. Let's just start going out that way. Charlotte, if they hold on to LaMelo Ball, you got Jordan there, you know, the Jordan brand. Let's keep on seeing what can we do more around the city than bring in these other guys. Yeah. And then, that's what it then, I now you'll probably start to become a, from a small market to a big market. And you'll be able to get those type of guys. Now everybody going to want to go to L.A. Now everybody going to want to go to, you know, Boston or this and that. Everybody going to want to go to Miami. <laughs> So I think the GMs got to look a little bit better into the face and be like, man, this is what we got to do. I don't think the league is shutting that down, though. Yeah. I, 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 well, I agree. Um, the only thing that I will say is that, that I do find unfair about, I guess, the league and their approach to it mm-hmm. is that I, I do feel like now it's getting to a point where they're leaving it up to these smaller markets to do all of development development of these true, good players true. just for them to leave and go, you know, to that big markets and for true. them to thrive. And I do think that's unfair. I mean, the one thing, I mean, great GMs can make things happen. Um, and I'm not saying that if they don't make it happen, they're not great GMs. But I will say GMs do find themselves in very tough positions when, like, external things about the city that don't have anything to do with the game are not attractive. Like, let's think, for instance, Milwaukee. Now, they were very fortunate to get a person like Drew Holiday, you know, just given the fact that he probably thought they were real contenders. Mm -hmm. Um, But they were real fortunate to get him. But prior to that, they had all that... You know the stuff that was going on with, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, George Floyd and all that stuff going out yeah. there, and you know that was, you know, that's not appealing. Like you, as as an athlete that's trying to up his brand, yeah. nothing about Milwaukee is going to say, hey, I want to be out there. I mean, yeah, it might be a good situation, yeah, but it's yeah. the city itself is the not owners, attractive. The owners have got to right. do a better job. Of- and and same thing with Utah. Utah is known to be a very racist town. Like, I mean, it's... And that's uh, why I said they got to work a better job. And, but, well, my thing, my thing is, is like, you're, the one thing I find to be very fair with these small markets is that if they don't decide to, like, you know, move to another city to rebrand themselves. Yeah. What else can they do? Like, I mean, yeah, you, for instance, when they, when, uh, Seattle went to OKC, you know, they thought that'd be a chance to rebrand and, you know, help that organization out. I'm sure that that worked to a degree, but now it's, you know, you find yourself in a position again. Now that Russell Westbrook's not out yeah. there, it, they're, a, a organization that's trying to Definitely. find themselves again, I agree, I agree and that's not that fair. One. Like you, like I said, if you do all the work in terms of development of these players, but the big markets are the one that gets the reward, and I, that's that to me is much different from yeah. the NFL, yeah. like where 
you know, teams like Kansas City, Absolutely. they did all the development to get a Patrick Mahomes, and now they get to reap the benefits. You know, teams, uh, small market teams like Pittsburgh, when, you know, they weren't always a dynasty. Yeah. They they found, they got development, yeah. and then they found that their system worked, and now nobody can take that away from them. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Patriots. Yeah. They had Tom, they, they developed a person in Tom Brady and had that success for like 20 years. Not saying that Boston is a small market, but at the time, people were not yeah. looking to go to yeah, New England. It, wasn't the, it was Miami at all. Yeah, I'm like, come on, man. Like, they got to reap the benefits of the development. NBA teams don't get that same luxury, and I do think that's very unfair. Yeah. And the NBA does need – and Adam Silver, and I love Adam Silver. Uh, he's a great – I feel like he's a great, uh, you know, CEO or whatever his, his name is, uh, his title is. I, th- I feel like he does – a commissioner, that yeah. is. I feel like he's a great commissioner. But he does need to look back into this because uh, when David Sterling was a commissioner at the time – he saw the way to make these teams more appealing was not to look at it from a city perspective, but from a player's perspective. Mm-hmm. And if teams are more, if, if fans in cities are more attracted to the person, then that would make more teams or more yeah, other, other agents attracted to play with that person. Yeah. Well, it's not that way anymore. It's going back to a more yeah. external thing. Like yeah. I, people want to go to a LA or people want to go yeah. to a New York yeah. or a Miami. Yeah. Like, the the player thing is now has changed and yeah. they're taking on these brands that's of the true. city. So that's the only thing that's I have on true. that one. Um, that's true. But we 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 do, we already talked about this. we got <laughs> we got we have to talk about this because you have brought up All Star Weekend, my guy. And yes, it is All Star Week, but War Day. Um, but it's not it's not your typical All Star Day weekend. Um, and one of those things being is I, they're not doing the events um, separately, but the Just going. the the lore of All Star Weekend I feel like it's tainted to a degree right now. Um, I don't even know who's in the dunk contest right I don't now. One person. That's about it. I, and I feel like that's problematic. That's literally as a kid, that was the only thing that I was absolutely infatuated with on All Star Weekend. I wasn't even big in basketball. So for me to watch basketball and be like excited about All Star Weekend just to see the dunk contest speaks to how big that event is, mm-hmm. and now you don't get that anymore. Um, this is it's starting to become a trend that that the three point contest and the skills contest yeah. and you know the other games that they have are starting to be more uh, appealing and more you know becoming bigger, but. Shannon Sharp had mentioned that it's becoming a shooting league, so you don't get the same big, you know, dunkers like you used to. People are focused on shoot. So my thing is, should they get rid of the dunk contest at this point? No, not at all. Because at the end of the day, yeah, it's a shooting league, but also it's get to the cup type of league too. Yeah, like there's 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 no two there's no more three level scoring. It's either I'm a three point shooter. I can just get to the basket, and I'm just yeah. a, I'm just slasher. I'm yep. just an athlete. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's what a lot of people, especially some of these younger kids, that's really all you're seeing is trying to win million games and stuff like that. No, because at the end of the day, this league is still getting more athletic. You're gonna get more high flying jumpers. You're gonna get more people that are just they literally just can know how to get to the basket. Yeah. You, that's all you're gonna know. You're gonna get these Zion Williams. You're gonna get. Is he these, in it this year? No, he said he wasn't doing it. <sighs> He said he wasn't doing it, but uh, you're gonna get people Could've that kind of started off like how Zach Levine started off with money, then transgressed into a three level scorer. Yeah, but uh, you're gonna get more people like you're gonna get people like what was his name? 
I mean, Obi Toppin's in it this year. You get people like you're gonna get people yeah. like that. So nah, just keep rolling. Cause just man, at the end of the day, the game. And then on top of that, everything always go back to its original form. Everything, everything true. has a phase, and everything takes a step back. That's true. Everybody gonna start to realize I can't just shoot the three all the time. I gotta be able to work the mid range, just like how Kawhi <laughs> and everybody else do, because that's where you get your baskets at. That's where you get your most efficient right. scoring. And then some people just not to get to the cup. I'm like, well, why not dunk? Because, you know, shoot, being a dunk contest champion, and I think people, when people saw that Aaron Gordon and uh, Zach Levine, when that kind of motivated them, like, man, that's one of the best ones <laughs> of our era. Yeah. So why can't I try to break that? So, <laughs> and that fits the social media era, too. Is the it does. Contest. It definitely yeah. does. It definitely does. I, man, to be real, like, no, I don't think they should, but – I will say they do need to start figuring out ways to make it attractive again because yeah. oh, definitely. I, I mean at the end of the day, like I mean, let's be real. Like that's that's the one thing they can't get rid of. Yeah. The reason being is because there's way too many big like historical names that have been attached, i.e. Michael Jordan, i.e. Kobe Bryant, i.e. Dominique Wilkins, like i.e. Dr. J. Like there's I, a, they need to get back doing that. I, they, yeah, they I mean, need to find a way to get these big time players to get into it, like a Russell Westbrook or these people that can really throw it, like Zion Williams. Man, yeah, if you can find a way to get those people in, like we don't know what Obi Top is going to end up being a big time all of them, but if you can get them or you know Donovan Mitchell, yep. them in there, like get people that these kids know, like top five players. Like man, if Brown would have just did one, it'd have been the most watched. They've been the most watched, but also Bron's not a flashy dunk. No, he's not. And, and, and the thing is, that's what I'm saying. Like, you make it. I'm not saying, I mean, it's All Star Weekend, so it's not like it has to be a bigger priority, but please start making that like the somewhat of the focus yeah. in terms of the marketing for All Star Weekend again. Like, they, I feel like that's one thing that nobody gets excited for anymore. Like, they, they know who's going to be in the three point contest, but let's be real, man. I, I've never I don't think I've seen yet a person go perfect from you know in the three point contest yeah. I don't think I've had, I've seen it. I, I'm pretty sure it hasn't happened while I've been alive but that I mean the three point offers you only so much <laughs> I don't even care I don't even care if I do see repeated dunks yeah. the, I get excited just to see the intensity yeah, behind what the dunk like, yes bro like medicine. come on man it's not like even when Blake Griffin won it's not like he did anything that was super original. He, the biggest thing he did was jump over a daggone Kia. Yeah, yeah. And it yeah. wasn't like he did, it wasn't like between the legs. He just jumped over a Kia. Yeah. And it was the front of a Kia. It wasn't even like the whole like, the Kia. But, I mean, it, it's fun to see people think about creative stuff. I mean, that's the only thing that keeps the league going is yeah. the more creative you become, yeah, the more attractive it is. And that's the one. Like, you, they've done enough to make these, you know, the skill contest and the 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 um uh international game that they have now like they've put in all this thought to make these things more attractive but you can't do that for the dunk contest which has the most history to it yep. than any other event That's that you that offer where they lacked off it. come on now like that, that come on you gotta do better nba um last but not least uh we we do have to to talk about the speaking of the all-star game that is um, someone is obviously going to be uh, awarded the Kobe Bryant Award, mm-hmm. which just was put in last year. RIP to the Bean. Yeah, um, legend. The legend. Um, but beyond the All Star game, there are people that feel like.
Kobe's influence deserves and i.e. Kyrie Irving as those people um, believes that his influence should transcend just outside of the all-star game and start becoming the new brand of NBA basketball um, I know how much of a fan you are of Kobe so I do want to, to you know let you speak your piece on do you agree with his sentiments about I that so I believe just because now it's a it's a new modern era, so yeah. why not add in somebody that was a modern era legend? Like just just let's have a get it, Jerry West. You know, I guess he paid away for a good amount of the game, but you know, why ain't Jordan the, the logo or nothing like right. that? Like, I wonder if the, his brand won't allow him to be the face of the NBA. Yeah, maybe. I wonder, but I think you know everybody just had like he truly spoke respect to the league. Like people went to him. For not only guidance on the court, but off the court. Yeah. So, I mean, he really played a pivotal role. And he was going to play a pivotal role in WNBA as well. Mm -hmm. Like, he was being very monumental in the hoop game. Like, you, it's so much things that Kobe was doing behind the scenes that people don't even know except unless you really look it up. And he was really making a good change to the league. He yeah. was adding a lot. And then, I mean, why not? Like, the utmost respect. He really spoke hard work to the league. He showed what it was to get to the league. Why not make him the logo? He no more more deserving. Yeah, no more more deserving. Absolutely, that wouldn't even be like nobody wouldn't get mad about that or nothing. <laughs> make my dog being the logo. Man, I, I make him the logo, dude. For real, for real. I mean, I don't know what goes into rebranding and stuff like that, or or a decision like that to make you know his silhouette the new symbol. Um, but you're right. I mean. Jerry, he, Jerry West was a Laker, right? Yes. So it's not like you're, I mean, if you get the, you know, the blessing from him about, you know, how he feels about that, I don't see why there should be an issue about it's that. I mean, from what I know, they have a really good relationship, especially, you know, I mean, all Lakers yeah. seem to have a fraternity yeah. amongst themselves uh -huh. anyway. But, I mean, let's be honest, man, like, what Kobe brought to the game was Jordan-esque. It just didn't have the same exactly. uh, flair that Jordan brought, but yeah, that's because exactly. Jordan was, you know, first of his kind. So, I mean, I do think if you're going to do that, I mean, let's let's be real. I mean, he's he Kobe has accomplished more yes. than Jerry West, and like you said, his his influence transcends. Outside of the game mm -hmm. of basketball, which nowadays, especially in today's, yeah, I'm That's like, crucial. you know, the international lore of, uh, you know, people that have influence outside of their current market. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what keeps you attractive, right? That's I mean, what it is. is it, a I mean, global icon. Global icon. I'm like the man, like you said before, I mean, he's he was big in the WNBA, um, you know, he Freaking won a dag on what was it an Oscar? Yeah, uh, for for uh, uh, you know his short movie. I mean, uh, other things that he was involved in he that he uh, he took the time very transcendent. He took the time to put the work in. So more than just an athlete, he yeah, was more than just the NBA. And and think about what that would mean in terms of the represent representation of the NBA and yeah. what they stand for. Like if kids ask, you know. 50 years in the future, who's the person who's on, on the logo? And they never heard of Kobe, but they can look him up and see the list of accomplishments yeah. and his influence. That, that, look that up his videos, here is motive. Like, they would understand why he's the face yeah. of 
the NBA. I mean, outside of Jordan, the only thing I will say is if they do change it now, they do put themselves in a weird position of if one great icon dies, then you know you gonna keep getting this question of yeah, should they that's change? Run into. But I don't think people are gonna refute that. It's not. I mean, you can't get Kobe's. Yeah, land. I, they would have been said it should have been Jordan. Right. I'm like, and unfortunately, like for for you know Kobe. I mean, his family was very much affected by his loss, and yeah. I feel like this would be the perfect way for them to get the amount of... I, I know there's no amount of closure that you can get from something like that, yeah. but I think that's the final gesture that the NBA can make uh-huh. to them to show them, like, hey, we really do miss your husband, and we, and we respect what he did for us in, in the game, so... Yeah. I agree with Kyrie. I know there's not a lot of people that yeah, out here that may agree with him. I obviously knew you would agree with him as well, but we'll see. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure Adam Silver tell. is gonna gonna Only talk about time it. Time will tell. Uh, so that brings us to the end of the this episode. Um, as you guys know, closure. Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in um, and always listening to that locker room talk, um, hearing our shenanigans and whatnot. Uh, but if you know friends that would also enjoy our shenanigans yeah. and, and our talk about sports and, and other things, please let them know. For sure. Um, uh, please. And and more importantly, um, we don't ask you guys to pay us. We ask Anchor to do that. <laughs> uh, but we would if you guys, you know, out of the greatness graciousness of your heart, if you do enjoy our podcast genuinely, um, leave a review. Yeah. Even right after you're done turning off this podcast. Tell us what we need to do. Tell Let us what we this. need to do. If you love us, let us know that you love us. I mean, we get that's how we get our feedback, and that's how we push the podcast that's forward. That's the only way we're going to get better. Yeah, the only way we're going to get better. So um, you guys already know we're on social media. If you guys like our uh, videos and whatnot, go ahead and, and give us a follow and share us on your pages. Um, but other than that, we are going to be back very soon with yeah. another episode. So please stay tuned. Next week, subscribe and do it uh, all. Yeah, get on social media. Get on the social, social media, media platforms. And um, like I said, we'll be coming to you guys in the near future with another episode. So make sure you guys stay tuned. As for me, boy Steve Mose, it's your boy Wes, and there's another episode of Inside the Locker Room. Peace, peace.